First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoita, and welcome back to the Pod of the Everyman, the Two Beers Podcast. I'm Jordan here with Drew, episode 64. Drew, how you doing, brother? I am alive again, man. Still making up for still making up for two weeks ago. Oh man. So. All right. We're not gonna get cut off this episode. We're not gonna get cut off this episode. We're not gonna get cut off this episode. You know what we're gonna do? What are we gonna do? Toss some coins to the white bros, the offspring of Woody. The offspring of Woody. Oh, so for everyone who doesn't know, Woody's my dad, and he said the White Bros because my brother is back. We are going to cover The Witcher because we aren't going to get cut off. Tori, welcome back. We're going to get to it this time because oh, we're God. the three best friends that anyone, anyone has had. had. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So sports is going to be low light this week. Not a lot is happening, especially with all the COVID nonsense. So we're going to get to it. We have our year end. Uh, uh, year-end awards, I guess we'll say. So, without further ado, let's just get to the just uh, get partic- to the pleasantries. Yeah, the particulars, the pleasantries, as Tori has called them before. The niceties. So, the niceties. Assume positions, everyone. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. um, Spray there. Coming in hot. This is our last pod of 2021. So, coming in with a heady topper. Drew, what you got? I got a hint of oak, some dirt. Uh, I'm going to go with a evil genius, Santa. I know him. I got like three left of these, so might as well just finish these off before the year ends. Mr. Mr. Ah, look at me. There he is. Uh, Tori, what do you got? Uh, I have a double hazedelic juice grenade from Grist House, in, uh, New, Eng- New England style IPA, 8%. Ooh, so is that is that a is that a double IPA? It is a double IPA, yes. Oh, okay. Double, double what's hazed, You know, I not to, not to be confused with Hazedelic Juice Grenade, which is their single IPA version of this. This is double Hazedelic. I uh, I I tried to do a triple again, and man, those are rough. I whew. yeah, they really are. They really they are. really I are. I thought I you, there's some that are more uh, easier drinkable. drinking than others. I was say I, I had I had an easier time crushing a Guinness than I did crushing a triple IPA. Well, yeah, what Guinness is thin and it's like five four like percent. No, Guinness Guinness is thick, bro. It's dark. Guinness, Guinness no, is it's 4%. very thin. It is it is uh, less alcohol. By I, I'm just saying it's like it's like but beer. it's like but it's like heavy. No. Yeah, no, fuck you guys. Let's go. Thin. Get into it. <laughs> Get into it. All right, so boxing, we got nothing. We're You're a bunch of say, Sam Adamses. That's who you jerk off. So, oh uh, yeah, a bunch of so and so. So we're we're gonna say nothing about boxing going into the, into the New Year's. Um, we'll let you know. There's maybe a fight in a couple weeks. What's um, um you know what though? Let's oh God, Stephen Adams. Um, that's what I was laughing at. Jesus. Uh, if 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 there's one fight that you hope happens, Jo, in 2022, what is it? Hmm. I guess at this point, I mean, I was all in for Loma TO2, but I, that's, I don't even see how that's, no, that's on the done. table. That's, no, that's um, I would say Loma, um, 
I'd say Loma Cambosis uh, in Australia. Um, maybe if I mean I don't know. I, you caught me off guard. I'm, I'll just say Loma Cambosis. You caught me off guard. What 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 do you got? Um. I mean, the obvious is Spence Crawford, but that's obviously never going to happen. So Yeah, not, um, not in 2022, maybe 23. I'm going to say Keith Thurman Crawford. Okay. So I won't, because I, I mean, obviously we love, both love Loma Cambosis, so just to give it a different flair. I, 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 I think people forget how good Keith Thurman is, and the only loss he has on his resume is, uh, you know, a split decision to Manny Pacquiao that he only lost because he got, he got dropped in the first round. So... Okay. Yeah. I mean, any, anything with like Fury versus AJ, or uh, that that would be nice too. Or Fury versus Usyk. But whatever. Um, let's just move on from there. Um, uh, NBA catch and shoot. We just did a big old review last week. Um, anything happened in the, in the last week that you want to touch on, Drew? Um, nothing that really happened. I mean, Christmas. Any, uh... Anything on Christmas Day stand out other than we'll get to our parlay? No. I mean, COVID pretty much. <laughs> ran through everything i mean the only the only real story there is that the bucks just continue to uh to roll when their big three play i think they're 12 and 0 now when yeah, the yeah, when that it's sounds right yeah when when middleton holiday and Giannis play an entire actually get through an entire game together so i think uh you know all the hot all the teams we've had that are hot with the suns the warriors um you know the nets are first place in the east at all to me, I, I think it all still runs through uh, through Milwaukee. Okay, that's all I really have for the NBA. Tori, did you have anything the past week that came up on the NBA? I know you watch a bunch. Absolutely, the Knicks have gotten hot behind Three. some great play from uh, Kemba Walker. Kemba, so everyone should be watching the Knicks. And if you see Knicks in this uh, headline, you should click on this link. Knicks for uh, clicks. Knicks for clicks, baby. <laughs> 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 every time, sixty percent of the time, it works. Every time, um, all right. And on that note, NHL have clappers. The NHL's back. They started playing yesterday. Uh, what uh, Tuesday? Today's Wednesday. There's more games tonight. The Penguins don't even play till like friggin' like Friday or Saturday. I don't even know. Um, the only thing I'll say about the NHL, well, there's no Olympics, which. For me, I don't care. I, I, I'm, I'm one of the biggest Grinches in the Olympics in general, not just hockey, that you'll find. Surprise, surprise. But, uh, you know, so I'm not – I don't even care that much about that. Um, but I did want to say, like, Edmonton, uh, they're playing tonight against St. Louis. They were down 2-1 to one in the first. Um, I don't know what the score is now. But, like, Edmonton lost, like, five, six, whatever it is, games in a row and, like, just slip-sliding away. They're too good. I mean, they're just – they have the two best players in the league and just they're like a middle-of-the-road team every, every year, and everyone knows that they can't do anything in the playoffs. Like, it's just negligent by their – excuse me, by their GM at this point. And, like, where's their cap space tied up? Not in a goalie. They just got two guys. Like, what what are they doing? Can I, can uh, every, I ask every, year, every year they show Every Hold year on. they show up with the same deficiency. Time. What? Time. Time. Is that That's yeah. a thing in hockey, right? Time. Uh, yeah, sure. Is, uh, is cap space real in hockey? Yes, absolutely. Like, how, like you know, because we always joke it's kind of bullshit in some of these other leagues. Like, so it's like, does, no, does, does the cap um, really hamstring a lot of teams? Yeah, so the only, the only way you can skirt the cap is if you got guys on the, um, injured reserve, and then they don't count against your cap. 
and then in it's like say they're out into the playoffs then you can go acquire people like at the deadline to get up to the like cap basically they just annualize everybody's number so if the cap is 80 million or 70 million or whatever um they don't go like oh you have like 300k left for the rest of the year they just annualize everybody's number and whatever everyone on your roster adds up to like that's your cap number and if you got guys on the ir like they don't count against your cap so like i can't remember if it was last year or the year before i think it was last year yeah it was last year because kucherov yeah kucherov for tampa was our, is our best player making a bunch of money and he was injured until the playoffs so they were able to go out at the deadline and acquire a bunch of people to f- take up his salary so i think the, their playoff team was something like 18 million over the cap but that doesn't matter in the playoffs so that's the only way you could really skirt the cap in the nhl but okay um, no, I, was just, I was i was just curious it's the one sport where uh i've never really heard much heard much talked about cap space uh, yeah, John Morant just took Jordan, it to LeBron. That was sweet. Jordan, uh, for a what, second Tor- there, I thought you were going to call the Edmonton guys cowards. Highly, highly cowards. I mean, they've tried everything. Call um, them yeah. cowards. Cowards. They're a bunch of cowards. <laughs> that was, Get out uh, there in that- the oil fields of Edmonton and find you some guys who could chuck and, some, and could crack and could score some goals other than the first – Two lines. That was overwhelmingly everybody's favorite part of the podcast last week. <laughs> cowards. <laughs> we're not gonna. Ke- we're not going forward until you call them cowards. You were like you were you were like I'm one glad. of those. You, you were like Zach Lowe. Like you just you didn't want to do it, Tori. It's like you didn't want to ruin your relationship with any player in case you have a future interview possibility. That like you just refused to just use the word. So I was. Uh, that's what I re-listened to. That's what I thought of. I was like, "Who's he? Who's he? Like trying to uh, not piss off here?" Yeah, I, I, I still have a soft spot for Porzingis. I, I, I do. Oh uh, God, Jesus! Ugh. Next. All right, all right. So um, that's it for half clappers. Um, our parlay. Uh, again, <laughs> we went. <laughs> Listen. Uh, I just gotta say, I feel like 2021 in general, we we were we had to be the worst gamblers yeah. that are putting picks out there on a weekly basis. We had to be the worst in 2021. Had to be. And yeah. well, except we, we for boxing. For... Except for boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, we were we were actually pretty exceptional in boxing. But yeah, other I'd than that, so. and I was I was half decent in in uh, in racing and uh, NASCAR. So maybe maybe. Maybe we had our niche, but I mean, other I, other than, other than that, well, the the NBA was always tough because I mean we were basically going blind half the time in the NBA because yeah. you didn't know who the hell was playing three days in advance, so that really hurt us. Um, and then football, we just you and I just were never on the same pit. Like you'd get one right, then I'd get it wrong. Like we just we we got on hot streaks at, at different times. So yeah, it was bad. And Sadly, so uh, we went zero for five on Christmas. Couple that with our 0 for 3 on Thanksgiving. That's 0 for 8. And, best... and here's my question. Yeah. Here's my question. So 0 for 8 is pretty much statistically pretty much the same as going 8 0, right? Like how I was gonna say like, that, yes. Like what are the what are yeah. the odds? Odds, yeah. What are the, the best... odds? <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. Um... How is that possible? <laughs> the best part is after like ridiculous like uh long shots, the odds are pretty much even. 
Yeah, after after the Knicks were in pretty much in control uh, after the third quarter, the best I just the best part was where I was like, well, I guess our parlay's going well, and you're like, at this point, I just want us to lose all of them now, so we just we just go zero and eight on holiday parlay picks. And sure enough, we went over. We certainly did. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So I guess, you know, when something doesn't work, um, I guess you just do it again, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What do you like this week? Like a three yard pass? (laughs) 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 Oh, it's the Steelers (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? We we didn't, I didn't have the NFL picks in there, Drew. We got to do those. Well, let's, we might as well do our, you want to do our parlay first? Yeah, we'll do our parlay first because I'm not picking an NFL game. All right, going, I am. So I'll, I'll I'm, go I'm going to New Year's Day, Alabama minus 13 and a half. I love me some Cincinnati. I want Cincinnati to win, but I got to go with my brain and say Alabama to cover the 13 and a half. Th- on okay. three 3.30 on New Year's Day. I, I got to say, this is the least amount of um, college football I've ever watched. Yeah, me too. So, um, all right, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to I'm going to roll up my best friend Jalen Hurts on Sunday. I'm going to I'm going to take the Eagles are going to Washington. They're only favored by 3, which I like that's screaming that it's uh it's a trap and the Redskins are going to win that game, but I I just after watching that pathetic effort against the Cowboys on Sunday night with, you know, replacement players basically. I I just I can't pick against uh Yeah, I can't pick against them. That's just silly. So Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the birds. Good. Okay. So um yeah I I totally forgot about our NFL pick. So let's let's do that real quick. Um right, you're up you're up that. you're up four on me. Um and just again to summarize we got the Eagles on the parlay and we got uh, Alabama on the parlay. No, n- normally, what? Did you did you? Am I up four? Yeah, we only had two different. I cut it in half to two, and we only had two different last week, and you won them both. Did I? I think so. Are you sure? Well, not not the not now that you're saying them what like games? That. Are, what what we we picked? Uh, what did what did, I I I guilted you or I yeah I basically you you, you bullied I, me into the Vikings, which I won. And, what was the yeah. other game? Uh, San Francisco. No. What do you uh, mean I, no? Was that it? I thought we both took the Forty ers Oh well, what was what was the other one? You won them both. There was two, and you won them both. All right, I'll take it. Are you gonna give it to me? It's four. All right. Yeah, I went back and listened. Okay, cool. If you listen, then yeah, you're, I'm you're back. Take you're it. back up four. Let's go. Let's go. Two weeks to play. Oh, I love it. I love it. This week's gonna be fun. Let's start off in Cincinnati, the team that's controlling the AFC North. Uh, Why do you get mine stuck on AFC North all the Cause time? Because I, I, always like, ha- I always have to just rev- – the AFC I always get spotted think there's on. like a central or something? I just always get messed up on the AFC conferences. <laughs> um, yeah, man, whatever. Uh, Chiefs and Bengals, the, Chief, or the, the Chiefs are I guess the hottest team in football now. Bengals, Joe Burrow just had a, a record-setting franchise uh, day last weekend, putting up 500 yards and four tutties. Uh, Kansas City's given five. I'm going to take the Bengals to cover. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Okay. Okay. 
Mm, I, I think the bang. Uh, yeah, uh, that's... yeah. I'm I'm ho- I'm hoping somehow this is like a defensive uh, showdown, and the final score is like 10, 10, 10 7, But <laughs> it's probably going to be like fifty forty five, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I'm going to take the five points. Let's go now to Nashtown. You down Ooh, to yeah. clown in Nashtown, boys? The Dolphins visiting the Titans. Dolphins. First team ever to lose seven in a row and then win seven in a row. They're getting three and a half. Joe, who do you like? Uh, we're going to Miami. Go, I'm going Dolphins, baby. Tank for Tua. Let's go. I'm going to go with the Dolphins as well. Ooh. I just this is something I just I don't know I just. Uh, I feel like I'm they're just, gonna. I'm just trying to will my Tennessee tanking prediction in, into existence. That's that's <laughs> all I'm doing here. I just see the Dolphins winning. Uh, just I, I just see it being a close game. So I, I'll like give me the points on that one. Um. All right, nexties. Let's let's go. Let's go to our nation's capital, Philadelphia, visiting the football team. Eagles are given three, so the skin or the football team are. Do you really want to do that one? Because I we I don't want to pick against our parlay. Okay, we won't do it then. Let's yeah. go to Baltimore, where we still Ooh, don't yeah. know Lamar. The, some video surfaced today of Lamar Jackson looking horrible in practice. So who knows who's going to be starting there? But let's go Rams, Ravens. The Rams are given three and a half in Baltimore. I'm going to take the Rams. Me too. I'm going to keep rolling I, until I, I I just don't believe Lamar is going to play. I think they're not going to play him until they have to, which basically would be next week, I think. Well, no, I guess they're out of the playoffs now, aren't they, right now? they Now they're, now they're this, the, the eighth seed. Um, now yeah. I'll stick with the Rams. Who are you going to take? Rams, yeah, Ooh. agreed. Okay, all right. Oh God, this is the, the game. Just the game Do of it. this Do is it. this is just this is the game of stupid play calling and then just awful ex awful execution on play calling. We're gonna go to L.A. Broncos, yes. Chargers. The Chargers are giving six and a, and I and I say this because the Bron- the Broncos coaching staff hates their best player. Which is just <laughs> hol- wait, and which is hilarious because like they're historically a run first team, and they have a backup quarterback. So you would think like, oh my god, our best player is a running back. We should, probably should feed this guy. They're like, nah, now nah, we're good. Oh, against oh wait, against against the third worst rushing defense in the NFL. Nah, nah, we're good. We're good. Oh man, uh, six and a half points. What do you like, Jo? <sighs> I'm uh, I'm just gonna go Broncos. Why? I, I do not know. I just I don't want to pick the Chargers anymore. I, I'll be less upset if I take the Broncos and lose as opposed to if I take the Chargers and lose. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think the Chargers win this game. I just think it's too big of a spread. So I'm I'm gonna take the Broncos as well. Um, okay. six and a half is just a lot of I don't like I don't I don't think the Chargers at this point are good enough to beat anybody by a touchdown, so that's basically what they're giving here. Oh, they definitely are. They could they could easily win this game forty four to 10. I just don't I, I don't I don't think they can execute well enough now, which is crazy. Can I, can I switch look... it to the Chargers? No, you're picked. Why? I want to switch it to the Chargers now. Well, you just want to go opposite of me to make up some ground? Uh I as we, the more we talk about it, I I'm just talking about. Alright, fine, go it. Chargers. Oh, yeah. Go Chargers. Uh, is that four? That's four, right? Yep. 
That is four. I was going to do how Raiders. About, how about Cardinals Cowboys? Why? First, don't don't do that. This is my thing. Uh, I was going to do Raiders Colts, but there's no line. I guess they're still waiting on what what's going to happen with Carson Wentz. Uh, but yeah, I, all right, I got let's... a line of six, minus six for Colts. Oh, I'm on ESPN. It, it's there's nothing. Interesting. So even without even without Wentz, it's already they're given six, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Let's do. Let's do Cowboys Cardinals. Cardinals, they are they clinched it. They clinch a playoff spot without even winning a game. So they're uh, they're ten and five, but the division is still is still in play for them. The Rams took it over last week. Cowboys are given five and a half. Yeah. Who you got, buddy? Uh, Cardinals. I just think this is they're they've been struggling. This is one of those random games where the Cowboys just kind of like crap the bed. That's, that's what I'm going with. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to go Arizona. Okay. So, uh, I think the karma, the car, the football karma gods are going to come back at Dallas for uh, throwing the ball up. Uh, up 42 points trying to score score more and risking risking their players against this against the football team so <clears throat> I'm going to go cards here. All right, that's 5. Uh should we do Brown Steelers for funsies? No. <laughs> no one even cares. Oh, man. Steelers. This is fine. This is fine. This is oh, fine. I think people want I think your brother specifically said that uh he wanted to hear me about the Steelers. Do it. Go. Why don't you both go? You guys are guys are guys I'm are just, both uh, fans. Do like, it. This is this is what I've been saying for a couple years now. It's number one, the the problem first and foremost. Well, there's m- many problems. One, the O line sucks. Two, the D line sucks because it's injured. Uh, three, the offensive coordinator should not be above high school level. Four, uh, you pile in uh, all those things. Uh, well, I'll just say this: the receipt Deontay Johnson could get separation. No other receiver can get separation. Five Ben Roethlisberger is ancient, um, and six Mike Tomlin just he it's done. It's done. He the team is never ready. So like you can overcompensate from having crap players, like uh, from being a good coach like Bill Belichick, um, which is an unfair comparison because he's like the best ever. But um, like. It's just it's not working in Pittsburgh anymore, and I'm not saying Tomlin's the worst coach ever, and I'm and I think he could go somewhere else and do well, but like it's like in a bad relationship when things are just like old, stale, and you know it's like time to move on, or like a bad job, you're like, all right, this is a dead end, like it's the same stuff over and over again. I'm not getting anywhere. Like it's just time to move on, and they should, like I said, they should have tried it two or three years ago when Ben Roethlisberger was still like worth something, and now he's done. And so it just the con. I always try and I always like link the QB and the coach together, and like this pair is just done. Like there, there's, and and the funny part is that they could easily win this division because the Bengals have um, the Rams, and then they are at the Browns, and then the Ravens have. Um, or wait, no, the Bengals have the Chiefs. The 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 Ravens have the Rams, and then the Steelers. Um, and then the Browns are out of it. The Steelers have the Browns and then the Ravens. So, like, if the Steelers win out and the Bengals lose to the Chiefs and the Browns, 
then the Steelers and the Ravens lose. Like, it could easily happen. That being said, there's just the whole, like, Mike Tomlin playoff thing is is, is doing it circulating again, which I sent to you, Drew. <laughs> uh, but, like, it's just – it's it's frustrating. The team sucks. And they, they're still going to hide behind no losing seasons. And it's like, all right, well – they had an awesome team for a long time and did nothing in the playoffs, but here we are. Anyway. I'll never forget when I, <clears throat> the three of us were sitting on your couch in your basement right before the Pacquiao-Ugas fight. <laughs> we're, co- we're going through the Steelers' schedule. Tori, what did we come up with, 11 or 12 wins? <laughs> I, I, said, like, I said 10 we, minimum. We went I, crazy. <laughs> I was like, win? Like, win? <laughs> like, we Jeez. had like the, the uh, Lions game is a win. And like Ben pops the COVID test like the uh, the day before or whatever, so you know there's a couple things, and then there was a uh, where there was a, another bad loss right before that too, where there was a couple they had chances to get to that point and they they squandered them. Oof, brutal. It's brutal. I mean that's the thing is this like the, the Chargers you know they let the Chargers get way up on them and just could have come back, but. We see now that the Chargers have their flaws, like yeah, you know. So we were counting some of those games as like wins of these teams that are obviously flawed, like maybe even the Vikings. You know, they have their struggles, right? Yeah, and the and the Steelers just the like, Raiders. Yeah, they lost to the Raiders. the Raiders. Here's the teams they lost. Here's the teams they did not beat this year: the Raiders. Um, eight wins. Actually, if you look at their their losses, the Lions they had a tough schedule. The Chargers and the Vikings, yeah, yeah. There's there's like three or four teams right there. Anyway, I don't want to dwell on it. I know your brother <laughs> asked me to to kind of kind of rant a little. So Pittsburgh Nation, <sighs> baby. Jordan, you had touched on like uh, the offensive line being bad, and I I think their play calling did not allow the offensive line an opportunity to grow. To gel, yeah, no, that that's yeah. a great point, that's and, a great and that point. has really been a disservice to them. That's like a, no, you that's did a, that's all your kids' point. homework for them, and then they show up to the test and they don't know what to do. Like that's <laughs> the situation. They they just babied the offensive line the whole way, and then whenever they needed to drop back and pass protect, they didn't know how to do it. Um, I I, I actually there was, was actually uh, one thing on Pittsburgh Sports Talk Radio that somebody said that actually made sense was the um like. You draft the center, like you draft. He was a guard for most of his career, and then like you drafted him in the third round, and then just plugged him in like he was going to be the starter. And it's like usually guys you can plug right in there, like don't go in the third round, you know. (laughs) Anyway, um, it sucks. It all sucks. All right, so without further ado, let's do the awards. End of year awards for, for sports. Let's do it. You want to drive Wait, this ship, Drew, on this whole, one? Hold on. Before you go any further, did you guys just go through the whole NFL thing and not mention John Madden once? Yeah. Uh... I, I wasn't... I didn't worship John Madden like a lot of people did. Uh, um, I, I, I guess we did. he's still uh, the winningest uh, coach of all time, percentage-wise. And obviously, his broadcasting days were great. And legendary. Legendary. Yeah. Boom! Tough Afton acting. Legendary <laughs> video game franchise. I just think that is deserving. I mean that 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 game led to uh, most of Jo's uh, depression in college. 
<laughs> you see here, uh, you got you got a duck, and it's 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 there's a chicken stuffed in there. You see, and then you, you take all that. <laughs> And you stuff it inside a turkey. And so then many that, gems. That, 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 that's what you call a turducken, okay? So many uh. gems. <laughs> uh, yeah, so R.I.P. Madden. Um, I, I was the boss at that game up until about 2005. Whenever they did QB quarterback vision, and you had to use one joystick to use the legs, one joystick to do the head, while also somehow pressing whatever button you needed to uh to the receiver while also hitting turbo and i was just like i can't i just want to fucking play quarterback like what is this <laughs> like and i i was done with madden after that but anyway did you did, I say did you want to say anything about madden that, i mean this more or less what i said just you know wanted it I feel like he's worthy of at least a mention like a passing mention at the very sure minimum yeah we probably probably should uh, all I want to say about that is that I love when um, Caliendo does his Madden impersonation. So, there. absolutely. Um, okay. So let's do our awards. This this is what everybody really wants to hear, not us wax wax poetic about John Madden. All right, Drew, you came up with the categories. Do you want me to steer, or do you want to steer? No, you know what? I'll steer. You, you dude, you you've done so much work this year. Don't you? Don't you kick your feet up, bro? <laughs> You kick your kick your feet up, just be uh be as be as uh in the details as you are in the go for two when when I'm hosting. Man, I dropped the uh, rare f bomb talking about the quarterback vision. That's a, that 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 brought up some demons, by the way. I I still remember you like smashing a, a remote control or a controller against the against your your dorm room wall. You took that shit. Hundred percent believable. You took that shit personally, bro. There's too many things to control. Uh, anyway, all right. Oh, it's so good. You're oh. awards. Vic Jesus. is a cheat code. He can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> all right, man. 2021 in review. Uh, not much could get worse for us in sports in 2020. Oh, well, for me in particular, so especially the end of it. So 2021 was a breath of fresh air. Let's start with our go-to, our bread and butter of this podcast, because no one else is doing it the way we are, and people aren't giving it the attention it deserves now. Let's go with our boxing awards first. How's that sound, boys? Mm, Scrumptious. Let's let's do the fight of the year. People act like this was a no-brainer. I I thought this was tough. So, Joe, who was your fight of the year? I I did end up going with the with the obvious choice Fury Wilder three, um okay just, okay just the drama behind it and you just say it all the time Fury's just so good for boxing yes um all the drama behind it the the multiple knockdowns now it was it was not the sweet science that we all love it was a it was a rock'em sock'em who who's gonna gut it out affair um. And basically, eventually, Wilder succumbing to the KO, looking like pretty much a Rocky Balboa slow motion film, on, on, on as he fell. Yeah. Um, but I am gonna go with that one. Um, Taylor Ramirez was right there for me. Like that to me, I I was so hyped for that fight, uh, and it was a great fight. You know, Taylor ended up taking obviously taking it. Um, but both both guys were game. Um. You know, you could throw in uh, Porter Crawford. Uh, that that was big. Uh, you could even throw in Valdez Burchelt. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll take Fury Wilder three. Yeah, I 
I also went Fury Wilder 3. I just, you know, the build-up, watching it, like, both of those... Wilder, again, we uh, I, I repeat his line all the time when we talk about him because it's so true. Like, all those other fighters, they got to be perfect 12 for every minute of every round. He only has to be perfect for half a second, and he can knock you out. And we, so we saw, we saw it in the fight. Anytime he threw a right hand and it caught, you know, you're on the edge of your seat, and Fury... You know, Fury was Fury. You know, anyone that thinks he's not great for boxing, I just you need to have yourself checked into an institution immediately. Uh, I didn't even have to. That's that's why things were so good. I had a a close second for me was Crawford Porter. Um, I was I thought that fight was incredibly close, incredibly entertaining, and the only reason why I didn't have that over Fury Wilder was because the ending was just a little anticlimactic for me, just because the towel got thrown in. So you didn't have you didn't have you know the you know the ten count TKO, and what really what would have been I think the fight of the year had the decision not been marred. Castana uh, Charlo was just. One hell of a fight, man. That was, I, yeah, I, that was I've cool. rewatched that a few times. And just the fact that Castagna just fought such a great fight. You know, Charlo, you know, he had his moments. He came on at times. I just, I thought Castagna won the fight. I, 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 it was close, but I didn't think it was close enough to where Charlo, it should have been a, a draw and it not be Castagna. So uh, that's, again, the, the decisions, how the, the decisions and how the other two ended made it uh, Fury Wilder for me. Yep, agreed. Tori, what was your? Uh, I know I didn't send these to you, but what was your favorite fight to watch this year? Oh God, I'd have to go back and see what all happened this year. Uh, <laughs> what did you think about the three or four that we brought up? Uh, did you watch Taylor Ramirez, Tori? I missed that one. That one I did not get to see. Um, was that one during like the day? So it was in May. It was. was, a, that, was it was a Friday a, night in May. A Friday night. So yeah, I think yeah, that's in May because I, I didn't realize it was on. But uh, yeah, I did not see that one. Fury Wilder was great. That was. You know, you th- just when you think Wilder might have a chance to get him finally, Fury rallies. That was great. Uh, Crawford Porter was good. Um, I think, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of other ones I saw that were, like, more even. Like, there was a lot of entertaining boxing that I saw, but I'm trying to think of something that was, like, more even. Um, I don't know. God, I don't know. That's all right. We put you, you know, on the spot. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, just, just yeah, going with the flow here. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, let's do comeback of the year. JL, I think this is obvious, but who do you I got? mean, the only answer is Lomachenko. Loma, Vasil, Loma. Uh, shockingly, in a lot of these uh, boxing, the ring magazines, I, yeah, I, he isn't getting picked for this, which I, I think is shocking because – you know, guy was overrated, and he was done. He was yeah, going to retire. He's done. He's old. Yeah. Why does he keep getting all these fights? And, and then, then he just comes. He just comes in two fights and absolutely. He, does, imba- he, he yeah. doesn't take two patsies. He he goes Nakatani and then uh, yeah. Comey and just makes him, makes Loma him look silly. Nakatani <laughs> fight as a as an entertaining one. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that was yeah, that was all kinds of entertainment. Uh, yeah, he clean he basically clean sweeps two of the two of the top contenders in the uh, division. Stops stops a guy who had never been stopped before, and then uh, yeah, again completely. Uh, what did, what did Comey hit? Twelve percent of his punches. He wishes. <laughs> five, yeah, five jabs. Yeah, uh, just just absolutely absolutely insane. So I uh, we'll be. I figured we'd both be quick with that one. Uh, upset of the year. I think this could go a couple ways. I what do you what do you got? I have a list, but top of the list for me is Cambosis de- uh, defeats Lopez. Um, 
I, it just was not expected whatsoever. The fight took the, pretty much the entire year to finally get it done, and it was fine. It was it was an afterthought. It was okay. Get this out of the way, and let's see what Lopez does next. And Cambosis came in and just friggin' smashed his ass. That was that was so so unexpected and so good. Um, the other contenders for me, um, Usyk uh, defeats AJ. I was one of the few people that picked that. Um, as I mentioned, Oscar Ver Valdez versus uh, Burchelt. That was a hydration thing. Um, we now we were left to wonder was Valdez juicing. Uh, and, and people forget, uh, well, not people, but so, not one we covered a lot at the time, but Donair Ubali defeats yeah. Ubali. Ubali was the young up-and-comer at 118. Everyone thought it was a collision course between him and... Um, in a way. In a way. And Donair shut that shit down, no exceptions. So <laughs> good, um, good, good use there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, that was a big one. But w what do you got for upset of the year? There yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's got to be Cambosis just because, again, he was – most people didn't know who the hell he was. Uh, every, yeah, I mean, yeah, Tio was uh, coming off a huge win against Lomachenko. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Cambosis – from the get-go where he drops him in the first round just made a – just made the statement. I guess you could also say it was the upset of the year because Cambosis won, even though he lost 11 of 13 rounds. So, like, that, True. I guess, is also... <laughs> 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 yeah, right. Uh, what a loser. Um, I Valdez, Valdez over Burchell is real close for me. Like, I know Valdez is a seasoned champion. Everyone knows him, but, like... He was moving. He 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 had moved up from 126. His first few fights at 130 with Reynoso, he did not look great, you know. And I mean, Burchelt to me was just, you know, he was just killing Off everything. Yeah, offensive he, output. He yeah. was just killing everything. Yeah, like it's it. Yeah, the the stats were just so impressive, and the fact that Valdez beat him not only beat him but he KO'd him. Um, that that was that I was gonna use that one, but I. Yeah, it's got you. Got to give it to Camposis on yep. this one. Yeah. Uh, fighter of the year. There's only one answer. <sighs> payday, pay payday. You just want payday. I tried to you, talk myself. You hear myself what this guy said this. about my mother, man? <laughs> like, you know I tried to means? talk myself into somebody else, but I, I, yeah, it's Canelo. Canelo. I mean, the fact Saul, that he Canelo yeah, Alvarez. The fact that he fought. Four times in eleven months. I, one of those fights came at the very end, December. I guess oh, almost a year ago today. Came right at the Callum Smith fight was like December twenty eighth, two thousand and uh, and twenty. And then he fights three fights in uh, in twenty twenty one. You know, he 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 unifies and goes undisputed. Uh, first guy ever at one sixty eight. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it just it is what it is. He, you know, he's he becomes the. Clear cut number one pound for pound. Uh, yeah, well, I guess one A for some from some people who uh, don't like to <laughs> don't like to follow the rules of less. Uh, after yeah, take after after Lomachenko went down at the end of 2020, Canelo just took it by the uh, took it by the neck and stepped on it. There, I really tried to talk myself into Usyk, man, because I think that I, I just you know despite what anyone thinks of Anthony Joshua, like Joshua's resume at heavyweight is incredibly impressive. He's 
he is really good. Like I, I get it. He's got some some flaws, and ever since Klitschko dropped him and hurt him, you know he, he hasn't been the same the same killer. But for Usyk to to move up to heavyweight, you know, and to have his skills be able to translate, even putting the weight on, I, you know, and going he he won he won that fight. Everything was on Anthony Joshua's terms. It was his weight class. It was his backyard. You know, the the judges, you know, the judges, two judges are from, oh, no, well, I guess one was, and the other was from the U.S., but, like, everything was against Usyk, and he just completely outclassed Anthony Joshua, and he he almost knocked Joshua out a couple times. Yeah. I, I, I tried to convince, I tried to talk myself into it, but the, you know, Canelo fighting again. I know one of the fights was at the end of twenty twenty, but to, the activity is what really just kind of did the you know was the deciding factor for me since Usyk's only fought once in uh, in twenty twenty one. Yep, it was an easy one. Yeah, I don't. I don't then, I, yeah, yeah. And then I've added the category. I don't know if you wrote anything down for this, but the WTF of the slash biggest whiff of the year. Um, and, oh, this is. I mean, this is easy. Um. Well. I, a couple of them, but I'll say the fact that Raleigh actually made it onto a card with Tank <laughs> was just like, like how is this happening? Like, what's going on? Was it like to me that? But to me, that's not shocking because that's exactly was, that's that's exactly the guy they would put him with. So it was it was yeah. glorious. It was glorious for like the two weeks that it that it was there. Uh, um, that just that was a big WTF. Yo, laugh, bro, laugh my look 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 at you look at you and your baby arms. My dick is bigger <laughs> than your arms. <laughs> Oh, Rally, we hardly knew. And then um, he's probably he's probably gonna fight Tank next, which is the more yeah, the most gosh. hysterical part. So then, um, the another WTF, which there was a lot of scorecard issues this year. Obviously, uh, yeah, I I I, I ignore that. But, but yeah. putting that to the side, but uh, probably the biggest one for me was um, Conceição versus Valdez because I was oh, okay. all, I was all yeah. over Conceição and he whooped his ass. And they gave it to Valdez. That was that was a big WTF. I was like unanimous. It was that was unanimous, right? I think it was. Yeah, yeah I think was it was too. Like, yeah, talk about cowards. Oh, uh, yeah, that was that was bad. Uh, what did you have? Uh just the complete mismanagement and destruction of Tiafimo Lopez's career. Uh, cool. Yeah, that was the. Big I mean, we'll see. What, again, obviously, we'll see what happens as we go forward. But like the guy, he's you know he beats he beats Lomachenko. However, regardless of how you see it. You know, he got the decision, so the win, the win, he's gonna, he has the win in the books. Uh, to completely just mismanage that by trying to get, you know, trying to get, you know, a couple extra million bucks out of, uh, the the mandatory title mandatory defense fight, yeah. and not not trust like you know Bob you know Aram fast tracked him to get that fight and to get the championship fight with uh, with Comey and then it's basically like all right well we now we're smarter than everybody we're the kings we know what we're doing so we're gonna do what we want and it just completely backfired on them um, you know the the they didn't, they're not even getting the six million that purse bid right <laughs> that you know they they didn't get that money. Um, yeah, and he he gets one fight in 2021. He loses, uh, blaming everybody. Yeah, it just he he didn't even he even even the way he even even his post fight was awful and com- uh, <laughs> further just further made went his from the career. hottest thing in boxing the, the to just a laughing stock. Yeah, there's a laughing stock. Um, yeah, and uh, it all started with to think it all started with just you know not listening to your promoter. And trying to just get as much exposure as possible to then poking 
poking him and his dad poking the Mayweather bear and then having to get that fight date changed that first that first time leading to the uh the COVID cancellation. So yep. yeah, to me, I, it wasn't. I as soon as you texted, I was like, "Oh, this is easy." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, how does this happen? <laughs> I, I don't know, it, it, but it did. It did. Um, oh, it did. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on from boxing, um, the and and this is more of like the you you texted me like who won this the year yeah and i said the kind of like best of best of highlight of the year like who had a great year whatever yeah so we're like go for me this is major sports more, yeah, yeah instead of going through all the major sports with the same categories i think it's different it was kind of a you know who was your winner of these leagues for the year you know not necessarily the sport team stood out to you yeah, like who, like what, what really? Yeah, like yeah, that's uh, that's what I was kind of thinking. Because some, you know, like in a movie, sometimes you can, you know, you, you know, I share this on the the rewatchables all the time. It's like, well, who won the movie? It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the lead actor. Um, so that's why I kind of came up with this one. So let's let's go with Major League Baseball. God okay. knows it's not the shit eating Braves. So Jo, who do you who do you think won the baseball season if twenty twenty one? Uh, I got the Braves, which obvious. Ob- I mean, for obvious reasons. They won the championship out of nowhere, but just the fact that Acuna goes down with an injury and they're like basically five hundred ish and just go on a tear. But more specifically, Freddie Freeman. You know, he he re-upped with them a few years back. Stayed stayed true to them, and to your chagrin, they came out and and won the whole shebang. First time since nineteen ninety five. Unbelievable, I, and I still don't know how they did it because, like, they're like everything about them was just kind of like not outstanding. They were just kind of like won on because they won. It was strange. Um, wh- who was yours, Drew? Uh, for me, it's Atani. Atani, good one. Yeah, Atani, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, mega uh, through a full season of pitching and, and dom- basically dominating at both. Yeah, dominating at both. Um. And really, even though they, and they, I mean, they, I mean, it's no secret. They, people have gotten used to talking about star angel players and them not making the playoffs. But he just, he seemed to stay relevant like all year round. Like I feel like Trout, I feel like Trout at the beginning of the year, you know, when he goes on his tears, he's talked about for the first couple of months. But then after the All Star break, when the team's out of it, the news of him, like he kind of tails off. I, I didn't feel like that was the case with Atani. Maybe it's because again the hitting and the pitching. But I felt like. I felt like that he was cycled through the news all year round. Um, so he yeah, was my yeah. So he was my winner of the MLB season. Good one. The Braves right, we'll, team we'll, money. We'll, I I love that Jordan said the Braves won because they won. That's that's <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, just what's... take the ball, put it in the basket. Take the ball, <laughs> put it in the basket. That's what it's all about. Uh, what was your WTF of the season? Uh, that I nobody got my... caught. That nobody caught the Braves cheating and they won the World Series. <laughs> mine was that. Was, was... <laughs> no, mine. Mine was sorry. I'm, I'm kidding. My, mine okay. was just the, just the Phillies. Just again, you, you, you pay three hundred and twenty million for Bryce Harper, and then you just don't want to spend any of the money that you have. It, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like why, why, why do you want to waste? Like, what, what is the purpose of you signing Bryce Harper if you're not going to spend the money to make the rest of the team competitive? The guy's had three awesome seasons. He just won MVP, and 
and still they haven't really signed made any kind of splash here in free agency in the winter so they still get my wtf moment yeah um another good one for for winners would be the red Sox because they weren't supposed to be good and they were good but um for wtf uh sticking with the nl east here i'm gonna go with the mets um they, they sign all these guys they're supposed to be good um what's his name goes down with an injury Degrom after like basically like playing at a video game level that nobody's ever seen before yeah. goes down with an injury and they get so bad that they have their players booing the fans oh uh, that was so great Oh my god! So like that great. was the biggest like what the hell is going on moment of the season for me. Like this, I can't believe this is happening. And didn't Javi Baez still get like a ninety million dollar contract? He still somebody, got a huge contract from which Detroit. Is insane. Yeah, and yeah. he's not even good. Oh jeez. No, no, he's not. Um, <laughs> no. <coughs> <Excuse me. laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm was, just, I'm just, I'm just picturing him putting his, putting his uh, thumbs, thumbs up at the, or thumbs down, thumbs at the fans down at the, the fans. Yeah, it's so silly. <laughs> it was so hilarious. Oh, uh, all right, what's, what's, what league do you want to go to next? Uh, let's do the NHL. NHL. Okay. So again, a little bit obvious, but the Lightning won their second cup. Um, but just to get a little more granular there, um, after they won. Kucherov just smoking cigars and just just basically totally opening up. up. What you made that name up? <laughs> smoking cigars and calling out uh, the NHL because Flurry won the Vezina and not um, Vasilevsky. So he's like, he's like, yeah, that other goalie won the won the Vezina. He's like, that's total BS. Our guy is amazing, and um, I mean Vasilevsky did win the Conn Smythe, Stamkos's second cup. That you know he's he's a big winner after. The prior year, which was actually, I had to, excuse me, I had to double check. It was in 2020 when Stamkos had that uh, goal coming in injured um, in the Stanley Cup. So that Stamkos winning two cups, the Lightning winning two cups, Kucherov just, you know, drinking beers and smoking cigars and just laying it out there for the world to see. Um, and Vasilevsky being so young and having so much success. So that was, that was the big winners for me. Uh, do you have one, Drew? Uh, yeah, Sidney Crosby. <laughs> I I knew it. Uh, yeah, he was good. Good year, Sidney Crosby. What was your WTF right. moment for the NHL? Um, so there was a couple that you could have, uh, a couple like like hits. There's always some hits that don't get like punished correctly, and it's like th- those are like the obvious ones, but. I'll go back to February when um, Artemi Panarin for the Rangers, Russian player, um, he had to take a leave of absence because someone in Russia, they said there was like an 18-year-old Latvian girl that was getting accused of him beating her up. But from from what it seems like, because he's like the only Russian player who's outspoken against Vladimir Putin. So it seemed like all the Russians were just trying to frame him to like like blackball him and like get him out of the NHL, which didn't work. Uh, it seemed like all that was fabricated, and so it was like you know with, with the way things are, you don't want to like just say like oh that's that's BS. Like you kind of want the facts to come out, but like they just kind of never did, and it was just like okay, it feels like you guys are clearly lying just because you don't like him speaking out against you politically. And I'm pretty sure that's that's where it ended, just right there. But he he did come back to the NHL. But 
Like that doesn't happen in the other sport leagues other than like Enos Cantor, but like <laughs> Enos. Yeah, I mean it's just like okay, it it was a weird moment. Um that was that was my WTF for 2021 for NHL. Mine was Sidney Crosby not winning MVP. Agreed. He wasn't a discussion, but he did not win. He did not win. Um Connor McDavid, yeah, it was just like on a on a torrid pace last year. Blasphemy. Um, okay, what other league? Uh, let's see the NFL. NFL. Okay. You go first. Uh, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just Brady. I mean, you have, you know, it's it's Mahomes this, it's Aaron Rodgers that. It's all the young gun quarterbacks and then, you know, Brady Brady's lost it. You looked it at the Patriots and dude comes back. They uh Wins the Super Bowl, beats you know, beats the Chiefs. Some questionable calls that led to that twenty-one nothing lead. That's not here nor there. Uh, and then what's he do? He just you know, no Super Bowl hangover. He comes out and just is just throwing four touchdowns a game in the, the lead first. to win. We the lead to win the MVP this year. Yeah, I mean Mahomes might get it with this late surge here from the Chiefs, but yeah, Brady's just. I mean, how is he? Forty three? Is that how old he is? Forty four. Going, he'll be forty five, like shortly after the season. Yeah, and he's just, you know, I think he had. What I think with the Tampa Bay, he's had 60, 60 red zone touchdowns and no interceptions. Like that was as of two weeks ago. Wow. I mean, that's just that's just insane. Uh, I yeah. So to me, it's to me, it's just Brady. I was gonna, I was gonna pick running backs because, like, running backs are actually getting talked about again with Henry and JTT. But they'll, you know, that the, you know, they won't give the MVP to JTT like he deserves if they make the playoffs. JTT, so. I love it. JTT, baby. Uh, yeah, I started that. Um, he did start John- that. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor touchdown, basically. Yeah. Oh, I like so that. Just JTT. That's why. Yeah. That's why I just call him now. <laughs> Every, all of our friends call him JT. Everyone in our fantasy league calls him JTT now. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I, even when, even even when I do it in other group chats, no one questions me. So I'm like, oh, is this a thing? Uh, <laughs> so. Jonathan Taylor touchdown. Uh, yeah. JTT. But yeah, I think it's Brady. What about you, Tori? Oh, I, I have no opinion. I just love the JTT. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> the, form, all right. the forming all right. of the JTT uh, nickname is the winner of the season. Boom. Boom. I, did, I did something. I did something that people like. Someone's, um, someone yeah. right here likes it. I'll tell you that much. I'm ho- yeah. <laughs> you should tweet it. Maybe someone will like it. <laughs> I hope right, for the for the WTF for the NFL. I hope you take one of the ones I have so I can use the other one. What's what's yours? Well, yeah, mine again. I, for for winner of the year, I just put Brady. Just happened. oh yeah, no, I, oh yeah. I, I thought you said yeah, that. Yeah, agree. Um, yeah. My WTF was it was a combo. Um, that they're in the same vein. Are we gonna have the same combo? Because that'd be Ant- funny. Antonio Brown just having a fake vax card, and then Aaron <laughs> Rodgers lying yes. about being vaccinated. Yes. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> but like, but like, like Roger. But yeah, Rogers, Rogers lying about being vaccinated, not following any protocols, and then making it seem like he was the victim. Like he's the victim, yeah. <laughs> and and then <sighs> and then basically Antonio Brown just writing his vax card in crayon, just misspelling words. That's so good. Uh, I'm <laughs> what glad, are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you used those. Uh, mine is just the uh, obscene play calling, specifically. The going, the going for two when you don't need to, and going for it instead of kicking 
field goals. That I, I know it's been trending, but I feel like this year not only is it, has it been just so awful, but then like the people that are like, just because it didn't work doesn't mean it wasn't the right play. It's like, uh, no, that's exactly what exactly it means. What it means. <laughs> exactly what it means oh my god oh my god oh it's so it's so frustrating i'm just like no like oh well you know they they couldn't stop pittsburgh on three drive they, they stopped them for three quarters but they got hot for three drives so you gotta go for two for the win it's like what are you talking about we're scared oh. of aaron Rodgers being able to score a bunch so we're not gonna take points yeah what sense does that the, make? The, the logic, yeah, the, so the logic of Harbaugh, real quick, because I know we're going longer uh, than we wanted to on sports, but like, it's like, okay, so we we couldn't stop Big Ben in the fourth quarter, so we decided to go for two because we figured we wouldn't be able to stop him in overtime if we lost the coin toss. Okay, so then you're playing the Packers, and Rodgers can't score on you the entire fourth quarter. So then logic would say if that's your logic, then you're going to kick the extra point and then you're going to go to overtime because if you win the coin if you win if you win or lose the coin toss, you're gonna win the game because you've stopped him the whole fourth quarter and they haven't stopped you. But then you go for two again. Like I that's flawed logic and then people that were defending both, it's like are, do you listen to yourself? Like how how do you get paid half a million dollars a year and we're just doing this for fun? Like it's so ridiculous. So that's my yeah. the, 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 play the, the only way I could justify it is that if you basically if you think like you know what our team's not very good, so let's just try and win it now. Like <laughs> like the Bears, like the Bears. Like, you're two like, and fourteen. Go for, you know whatever. Have at it. Like but, yeah, yeah, that's what that's what the Bears it, yeah. did against. Especially yeah, that's what the Bears have, did against a, Seattle this week, like this last weekend. Like you, you and they got lucky because a guy just made a hell of a catch. But like who cares? It's like listen, like let's let's give our. Yeah, it's like let's yeah let's give so let's give our fans something to be excited about here in the stands. But like when you're trying to make the playoffs, like yeah, uh, all right, I'm, terrible. I'm glad my uh, Bernie Sanders meme that I've been posting all season long finally caught traction after that yeah. Harbaugh <laughs> fucking debacle. Jesus. Oh yeah, he's so bad. I'm asking you once again to take the points. Take the points. I've take been the points. All season, just take the points. It is amazing how many people have passed on field goals this year. Like it's run obscene. the damn ball, take the points. Like it's not. Uh, it's not and hard. Then, and all right, so let's let's move <coughs> on to that NBA. I'm gonna lead off. Um, so my big win of the year is actual team building paying off. Oh, I like it. Meaning the Suns, they didn't build that team overnight. They put the roster together. They added the one extra piece. Good job. <coughs> And the Bucks, the Bucks again. They built that roster over many years, made a couple key trades, and just go signing everybody and their brother. Like Giannis didn't demand to get out of there if they didn't sign this guy or that guy. Like they built the rosters of those teams, and we got paid off with a great finals. And also, Tory won the year too. <laughs> fair, all fair. Um, and then what do you got for that, Drew? Oh, man, we're gonna have to delete this podcast. Uh, it's gotta be Chris Middleton, man. It's the only answer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Gian- I mean, I mean, people. I know. I know. I was talking to some people. They were like, "Oh, it's Giannis. It's gotta be Giannis." I'm like, you know what, man? I'm gonna give him credit. Forget, forget anything else. That team 
Giannis got hurt, which we thought he was going to be done done for the year uh, in that Eastern Conference Finals against the Hawks. And, uh, you know, Middleton Middleton stepped up. Holiday stepped up a game. But then, you know, Middleton really showed up in the majority of the finals. He had a couple blips, but, uh, you know, he was big time for them in the clutch. And, uh, I, you know, I never thought uh, he'd be the second best player on a championship team, but he, uh, he was able – he was able to consistently be that guy. So, to me, Chris Middleton won twenty. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Drew. He won twenty twenty one. Hey man, listen, I'm. I'm... It takes it takes a big man to admit yes. admit when they're I'm wrong. A, what I what have I what have I always said from day one on this podcast? I am an ambassador of the game. I, I there's guys I don't like, but I have to be honest. You know, I I'm I'm never biased. I just I call it how I see it. Even if I dislike a guy, I can give my honest opinion of him. And Middleton, Middleton earned his uh, he he earned his flowers. Can we give him his flowers? Give him his flowers, <laughs> absolutely. Jesus. Oh, give the man his flowers. That yeah. that was a big WTF of the year. That phrase. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. All right, what's, so what uh, was what's our NBA your, WTF your, of the year? What's your What's yours? What do you got? I think the obvious. There's is so ben- many. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> the obvious is Ben Simmons. Just. Oh, I thought you were going to go another way. Firstly, just refusing to, like, dunk the ball. And <laughs> just, like, passing it out. Pass, passed open a wide open wide open dunk to a, to a, then, a, a guy, but, but then, a covered man. <laughs> but then doubling down on that and saying, like, no, nah, I need out of here. And, like, <laughs> at your lowest point when you've just proven that, like, you can't even be counted on for any kind of offense in the clutch. Yeah. Like, but ah, then, but, but, and then also when, when doing it, not, not checking with your, or your, your agent not knowing that because of the way they structured your contract, you're not going to get your cash. Yeah. He needs to find a cash machine. Um, uh, so that, or like, so that's probably 1A. 1B is just in, in the offseason, the way the Lakers constructed this roster, particularly, I guess I'll say LeBron constructed this roster. Like, what, why? What? What? Pose- what made them look at this and be like, "Yeah, this will work"? Like, no, it's not going. It was never going to work. No. And I'll stop there. But I'm assuming Zion's on your list. TBD. TB. No, I Zion. Zion's not. I. He doesn't even belong on this podcast. So he's 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 just dead to or me. Free, freezing him out. Yeah, I okay, just go, I, go I, ahead. I, I can't with him. Uh, I thought you were actually. I thought you were going to go Kyrie at his banker hours. Uh, so I was, <laughs> oh, I was, good one. I totally. Uh, I thought that's where you were going to go. Um, the best tweet I saw for Simmons since you picked Simmons. Uh, best year of Embiid's career, and Ben Simmons is choosing to sit out and lose nine million because he's scared of being held mildly accountable for not progressing offensively in five years and refusing to train with anyone other than his out of shape cousin. <laughs> wow. it's, it's, ben, it's Ben Simmons. That was right so there. well said. Yeah, it really, it really is. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think it's yeah. I, I mean Simmons. I was gonna go Simmons because I thought you were gonna go Kyrie, but they're both very interchangeable. Um, and kind of just this whole thing Kyrie's done, where it's like, you know, I, I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna go uh, completely opposite of everybody else, just to kind of, you know, be a faux weird. intellectual. Yeah, you know, like ah, I'm not, I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti-mandate. You can't tell me what I have to do. It's like, uh, like what? Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I, I'm the voice for the voiceless. It's like, bro, you're still getting like twenty million dollars for not going to work. Like the voice, the voiceless ain't getting paid. Like when they ain't going to work. Yeah, man. exactly. So, donate just, just donate that check. Yeah, just that silly shit. Um, and I, uh, 
it's, I guess it's not a WTF moment, but it's it's a hilarious to me how like last year when like people were finally really kind of calling out like Russ for like yeah like we get these triple doubles, but now we're kind we're kind of seeing that like he's a loser, and then people like the media that were like stop it and like LeBron just you don't appreciate him, give him his flowers, but now. <laughs> Now that now that LeBron winning a title is dependent on Russell Westbrook, my God, it is front and center. All of the uh, the pimples on his fucking game, man. Oh, I love it. So it's not really. It's I think it's a WTF to the rest of the world, but to me, I just I just smile at it. So uh, especially friend of the pod, Teddy, who was a he was a big Russ guy, and you know he's you know king of the LeBron knobber slob knobber whatever yeah knob slobber crew he's he's even talking shit about russ now because he's impacting the king so it's it's mm. great it's great to see you get your flowers on that one drew thank you thank you i've been saying i've been saying it for s- six years ever since he stole Kawhi Kawhi leonard's mvp stole it all right stole it that's it. cowards those voters were cowards 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 <laughs> all right let's assume positions for beer two and get into this uh, you boys ready Yes. Yes. Three. Oh, two, I popped it early. One. Huh. Just like go for prom night. Fucking gas, I was gonna say. <laughs> go, go for stain, stain me uh, forever here. Goff wins 2021. Goff's prom date is the WTF of 2021. <laughs> What's she um, doing with her life? Jesus. She's a nice lady. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got focal banger. Staying with Alchemist here. Drew, what you got? I am sticking with my evil genius. Tori? Uh, local brewery Hitchhiker typically does a Triple Shakes Imperial Coffee Porter. Uh, they went ahead and barrel-aged it. And so this is a, a barrel-aged Imperial Coffee Porter coming in at 12%, and it is delicious. Lord. So is that a triple IPA, this Triple Shaker? No, no, no. A porter. It's a, it's a porter. Yeah, it's a porter. Yeah, yeah. Similar uh, yeah. to a stout. Gotcha. Okay. Lord. Okay. That sounds like a mouthful. It is delicious. All right. Well, let's let's um since we're on a roll here with um our awards, let's 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 stick with awards and then we'll get into what the rest of the uh the program. Um, so we have I want to say four categories here. Well, four four categories and then the WTF of the year. Um, but favorite movie. I took this as movies that came out in 2021, not yeah. that we covered in 2021. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Okay. Um, so, that being said, a lot of what we watched was not actually 2021 releases, so this was a little bit difficult for me, especially because... Really? Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, well, here's why. I'm I'm like 12 movies behind on Marvel, so like <laughs> I feel true. like I feel like, Mar- like some of these Marvel ones would be the easy answer. But like I'm, I'm just like twelve movies behind on them. So okay, I went with my favorite movie that was released in 2021. I went with Nobody. Oh, good one, good one. With um, what's his name? Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk, yeah. Where's the kitty cat bracelet? Where's the kitty cat bracelet? <laughs> I I thought it was so very entertaining. I really enjoyed it. Um, That's a good one. I a lot of other one, the other ones I had up there were. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong, Pig, Quiet Place 2, Space Jam, and The Guilty. Excellent. Uh, what, what was your favorite Wait, the guilt, which one was The Guilty? That's the one with, um, Gyllenhaal War. He was the, uh... Oh, yeah, 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 Okay, I'm with you. That's the one that Tori thought was a huge piece of shit, right? 
Yeah, Tori did not like Tori. that. <laughs> what did I Tori. not like? <laughs> the, the, the guilty, guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't huge on that. Yeah, I got sold on source code again. I was te- I was texting these guys yesterday. I, I I I I'm all in again. I'm all in. I like it. I like source it, code. I don't, I don't know Much that it makes sense, but I like it. Yeah, my my movie of the year. I just saw it last week. Spider Man No Way Home. Everyone's wow. freaking out about it, but I'm I like I'm like a dozen movies <sighs> behind on Marvel. So yeah, and like I know you're you're kind of against the premise of just the the Marvel universe and just how some of it works. But like, I'm like, not I against the premise. I'm more against the execution of it. Like yeah. Like, once the seal is broken on, like, hey, all these guys can, can cross over and help each other, it's like, it kind of doesn't make sense that each one has their own little adventure. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, uh, yeah. And then, and then like, now, and so by keeping them apart, I feel like every movie is very formulaic and, like, just kind of follows the same thing. Like, oh, existential threat. Superhuman, like, comes and saves the day. And it's like kind of follows the same formula which is why i really like dr strange because it did not and i'm i think i'm up to like black Panther. i'm like halfway through black panther okay anyway. yeah i mean spider yeah i mean no way home was awesome uh lived up to the hype everything you thought that was gonna happen even go even if you knew like we're like oh they're gonna do this like they did it but it was just so well done and the casting like that's what really makes Marvel and Disney just great. Like I, I feel like they always nail the casting for all these characters. Well, they use all the. That's the other thing that, kind of, uh, like, I'm not gonna lie, a little bit annoys me is like, they have all of these top actors, and I feel like it's like all the who's who of Hollywood, and they're like, I, I disagree. I feel I like disagree. like when they when they picked like Downey Jr. was like a huge like wild card to to cast okay, yeah. to be so the guy. Er, so early on, yes, but I'm saying like after like the eighth or tenth movie. Uh, and t- I mean Tom Holland. Tom Holland was a was a, a no name guy that they cast for Spider Man, and he's Dude, he's really think, good. He, think of a famous actor. They're in Marvel. Uh yeah, I yeah, I mean Evans. What well, I, I I don't know. I mean, but even the early, but I mean the early ones are still like the main Henry like Cavill. 25 movie yeah i mean they're like the main 25 movies i mean bat casting betty batista as uh as one of the guardians of the galaxy like that's a that's a risk and he he killed that role i thought um ryan reynolds i mean ryan reynolds isn't in the marvel i mean deadpool is not disney well they, they own it now but like um not ryan reynolds um i always get him chris pratt with chris pratt yeah yeah i mean even chris, um, pratt, chris pratt wasn't that kind of guy um, Chris Pat Chris Pat was like the the just the moron on Parks and Rec before he got that role. I mean, I, he was a huge. I disagree. Actor. I disagree. I think I think they they got a I, Samuel I think what's Jackson. A, uh, he's got a small. He's got a small role. I, I'd say the only uh, to me the only the only is, big is name Matt guy Damon, is Matt Damon in Marvel. Uh, he's got a small kit. Well, you saw exactly. Thor, right? Thor. You saw Thor Rangarok, right? Exactly. Matt Damon's in it. Um, <laughs> he, like, yeah, he plays. He plays fake Loki. The only, to me, the only big time actor that they got that was big time before Marvel was uh, what's his name? Uh, Doctor Strange. I always butcher his name, so I won't even try it. Bentagaft um, or whatever his name is. The guy. Who's know. the guy who plays Sherlock? Who's Doctor Strange? Ben- Benedict oh. Cumberbatch. Yeah, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, who did the voice yeah. of Smog? Like to me, he was the only like Oscar-winning guy that was like, "Oh wow, they got him." Like I feel like a lot of these other guys, like they made a lot of these guys. Mm. That's just my I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, and Bozeman, I guess like, but I mean, Bozeman was pretty well known. 
So yeah, um, that's fine. Jr. But yeah. Oh shoot! Uh, Danny, Danny Jr. was like people weren't touching him because he like had such he had such bad PR. Like that was like a huge. I thought that was a huge risk that they they took him for Iron Man. They were gonna yeah. play it safe with Tom Cruise. He was like he was the leading the leading choice How about, for a while. Um, Scarlett Johansson. I mean, she Scarlett. Paul jo- Rudd. I mean, all right, Rudd. Na- okay. Natalie Portman. I mean, what? I mean, okay. Like, Ian you mean? There? But she's not like Port, Portman. Portman's not like really a, a central character. Like know, Chris Helmsworth. Saying, like like Helmsworth. There, no, like, there's a lot of people who did cameos who like. I feel like everyone was like, "Yeah, I need some of these residuals," and they just like get everybody mm. in there. Eh, well, they work. <laughs> to me, any hoodles. I like that was, it. That I, was a tangent. That's fine. That's it. Hey, man, that's what we. That's 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 what we're known for here. Uh, what was your TV series of the year? This one was tough, um, again, because some of this stuff, like, I had to go back and double check, like, if some, some of this stuff was in 2020, like, like, Mando ended in December 2020, and, like, that would have swept, I think, in a lot of these for me, but it was, it it was ending in December 2020, so I, I couldn't use that, so, I, even though we're only three episodes in, I'll go 1883. Um, <laughs> I just, dude, I, I, I freaking love that. I'm all in on that. I know you're laughing just because you hate that girl's narration voice, um, but it is so good. It is so, so good. Um, the other ones I had up there for um, potentials were Yellowstone Season 4. Up until these last couple have been good. The Walking Dead World Beyond Season 2 was excellent. It was it was, was really good. Witcher 2 was really good. Squid Game was very entertaining. I know you didn't watch I that one. I saw and watched it, yeah. Uh, Cobra Kai Season 3, which technically came out New Year's Eve. But let's be real. Like, that's that's this year. So, yeah. Like, you can't count Cobra Kai coming out 1231 for 2021. Like, nobody... Like, that's... Yeah. So... I agree. Um, that was my... That was that. Was the, uh, I'm gonna go with 1883, but I, I also feel like I, I skipped over something. So what what do you got? Uh, I wanted to go Cobra Kai season three, but ah man, the Queen's Gambit was really good. I didn't watch that. It was really good. Uh, Anna was, Taylor that, Joy. Was that one was or that two seasons of that? It's only it. It was no. It was a limited series. It was like eight episodes, mm. just one season. So um, yeah, it was that awesome. Was in 2021. I thought it was January 2021. Oh, okay, cool. I thought it was. If it wasn't, then uh, well, I'm cheating. But uh, I, I, I watched it in February of 2021, and I thought I was like a month. Oh, late to the came game. out in 2020. Oh shit! When? When in 2020? Did I cheat? Ah, when in 2020 did it come out? Um, October 23rd, 2020. Oh wow, I'm way off. My bad. All right, well, uh. Queen's Gambit was awesome. I highly recommend it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> On that note, just go with Mando. I, I'll just go with Cobra Kai. Then, oh my bad. I uh, God, I was I was looking forward to talking Queen's Gambit, but yeah, no, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Cobra Kai season three. I mean, just what did you like about season three of that compared to just, the other seasons? They're all just great. I mean, there was nothing yeah, more. They are. Impre- if we would if we would have done this uh, last year, I would have picked season two of Cobra Kai. <laughs> Oh, see, I would have picked Mando if we did this last year. So, ah, uh, yes, that that final scene of Mando, that final scene of Mando where uh, Luke comes. Uh, I mean, which and at that point and, you kind of knew it was Luke, but uh, it was so good. And what studio is responsible for the Mandalorian? 
Disney. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Hey, they uh, don't whiff every time. Yeah, something like that. You, with all that money and, and, and resources, they're bound to get something right. It's like shotgun <laughs> approach. Such a you know, just fire it all out there. You'll hit something. <laughs> yeah. I, if it was what we've watched during 2021, we all know that uh, Silicon Valley would have been your top choice. So. Oh, for that, yeah, that's a good good one. I agree. <laughs> that would have been my – That would have been my, and my movie would have been Tenet. Oh, man. My movie would have been Tenet, and my, my uh, series would have been Silicon Valley. Silicon good one. Valley. Uh, I was state-raised. You think I'm afraid <laughs> to catch a case? Tori, I forget. Did you watch Silicon Valley? No, not yet. I, oh, dude, I've get been, on it. My mom was actually the one who told me, like, from season one, is like, oh, you'd really like this show. And I I still haven't watched it. It's fantastic. I, I, yeah, I mean, you gotta you got to get in a few episodes, but... Someone the other day just, like, brought it's it so up good. to me. I was like, yeah, my brother loved it. Uh, oh, you know what? My it's friend, it's so my good. My friend sent me some random clip of it, and I was like, yeah, my friends loved it. I need to watch it. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. All right. Um, favorite, and then I added these two or three. Uh, favorite portrayal or slash like character, or, you know, uh, of the of the year. Um, Easy. I'll, I'll start. I went with Nick Cage and Pig. Fuck you. Fuck you. Why was that what you did? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Rob. Oh. I mean, the Easy. movie. Like, easy decision it was a good movie and like yeah. you should if you haven't seen it you should definitely see it it was it yeah. was fun it was it was artistic it was good yeah he was um, tremendous and like just him walking around all bloody the whole movie was good like <laughs> Talk, talking to in, in, in that back in the backyard with the seven-year-old covered in blood in his underwear <laughs> just like normal hey how's it going um my runner-up was um odenkirk and nobody Oh, that's a good one. My runner-up was better, but... Who's your runner-up? Uh, Ryan Reynolds in Red Notice. I knew it. <laughs> I, 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 actually, I meant to make a Red Notice quip early on for movie of the year. But... Oh, so good. He was so good. He was tremendous. He was phenomenal. Um, Absolutely. All right. Um, favorite scene. This is a little bit harder. This is awesome. Oh, this is... If we don't have the same for this, I may have to end the podcast. Uh, for you, I, I'm going to predict yours because I, I, I wasn't going to pick this. But for well, what's you, yours? You do yours first. No, no. I'm going to predict yours. Yours okay. yours was the, uh, again, from Pig, the uh, the <laughs> the uh, celebrity chef. Uh, Fight Club? Fight Club, yeah. <laughs> it's not. That's not the winner, but that's <gasps> good. That's a good okay. call. Okay. So mine, uh, I couldn't decide, but the final fight between – Godzilla vs. Kong was Fuck just, you. Was, Fuck you. Is that yours? <laughs> Go ahead. Get going. It was... I, 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 that was one. Me and my... Look, me and my son watch that all the time, and we reenact it. Like, it's... And I get in his face, and he gets in... Like, because at the end of that fight, Godzilla pins Kong and gets in his face and just screams, and they scream in each other's face. <laughs> me and my son recreate that all the time and we both watch it we love it so that that's a really good final fight scene between the two of those um and then the only other one which not my favorite but might be the best scene of 2021 was the red light green light scene of um squid game so um good. I, yeah, I don't know, so I don't know what when, that is. yeah 
Well, it's just like, it's not that it's particularly awesome in any other way other than you're sitting there watching this, and then red light, green light happens, and you're like, oh, shit. They're doing that in this movie. Okay, you have my attention. Takes to a whole other level. Takes, takes the show to yeah. a so, whole other level. Yeah, so that, so that like, that that popped for me that that particular scene um so that that's mine what what's yours drew uh it's only one answer kong being brought back to life by a technology in a ship that nobody nobody knows or learned how to use but then somehow brought him back and then he snaps he uses a skyscraper to put his shoulder back in place that godzilla <laughs> that godzilla had separated and just goes to town on Mecha Godzilla with Godzilla. That is the only answer. That's that's just hilarious that you pay. I I did I did I I thought I was going to shock you with uh <laughs> like oh my and you were going to be like oh my god that was so awesome and you just stole my thunder on both of my picks. Well, um, I went with the fight scene between them where like, so you you went on the extension the extension of it where It's all the, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah. 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 I, but yeah, I mean God, Godzilla using that scra- that skyscraper to just pop that thing back in was <laughs> Probably the greatest cinematic sequence of all time. <laughs> of all time. <laughs> what a fucking movie. What a movie. God, it was so great. Uh, all right. Your biggest WTF of the year in film. There's only one right I answer. Will be oh, yeah. This is celebrity. This is, this, <laughs> this is celebrity fight club and pig. It's like, what? wait, what's happening? What is going on? That was mine. I was just like, that's yours? What? Oh, yeah. Like, I no, was just that's like, the wrong answer. Oh, okay. All, all uh, every minute of Fear the Walking Dead season seven was <laughs> was the biggest WTF of like. Uh, why I was thinking. Doing I wasn't. I wasn't thinking TV. I was just thinking movies. Oh, okay. Well, that, that that's makes fair. More sense. No, that's yeah, fair. That's, yeah, that that's sense, that's though. that's fair. But just uh, Fear the Walking Dead uh, for a show that has has whiffed and come back to life so many times to have the biggest colossal whiff you can ever think of. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, you guys. That's Corey, what's just, yours? Just one, 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 one unbelievable All thing right. after the other. Yeah, that's yeah, we're, yeah. I'm good. All right, because this was my biggest WTF this year, probably for a lot of years, maybe ever. Like, this was colossally bad. Uh, have you guys seen the, the new James Bond? No. Yeah. No, uh, are you planning to? Because this is about to be a major spoiler. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely will see it. Dude. Um, but for this, honestly, I'm burnt. I'm a little bit burnt out on Daniel Craig. So just go for it. Well, at the end of this Bond, spoiler alert. You might want to turn off now if you haven't seen it. Okay, that gave you the uh, chance to turn it off. At the end of this James Bond, they fucking kill. James Bond, like, how, oh, like, I heard how that. do you do that? Like, I, what are you thinking? Well, you know what? No, because they want to go more diverse, and they're gonna make a woman the new 007. Well, the worst part about that so, was so, no, 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 no. So the Listen, stop. I'll tell position. you. Stop, stop, okay. stop. So in the okay. movie, like James Bond has left MI, and they replaced 007 as as this black girl, and so they already have an MI that's 007. That's someone else that's not James Bond. So they could have easily went in their more diverse direction, you know, and not kill James yeah. Bond. Like, 
this is it seems like a move that in you know so instead of him retiring or whatever they just kill they kill him off like instead of like what like it seems like a move that so they can they can never have james bond in another movie well in in 10 years from now they're gonna come back and be like well that's not canon you know like all you know they how every like like the one uh the which one was it that wasn't canon uh never say never again because uh that was Sean Connery coming back after all the years. Anyway, uh, so yeah. Which they, you you've watched every Bond, yes. right? I I, oh, yeah, I, I, I own them that. all. I've watched them all. Uh, I've watched I've watched a handful of the older ones, and I've watched everyone in theaters since uh, I did not see Goldeneye, but everyone after Goldeneye, except for this one. I did not go see this one in theaters, so the, uh, I, shame on me, but I, I just did. didn't this do it. This is like it. the only movie I've seen in theaters in, since since coronavirus. Uh, and I was high, highly... It's probably the worst Bond movie of all time. Yeah, how do you kill Bond? Like That's, that's what ridiculous. What are you thinking? Like, first off, the movie itself was, <laughs> that was is bad. So... Like, they completely underutilized Rami Malek... They did so much. They brought him back to kill James Bond. That's absurd. Like, that is the biggest like, WTF like, of the year. It, it blew my mind how terrible and how mismanaged and like everything was wrong about this James Bond, and it it really angered. Like, uh, I I could not get over how bad this movie was. Like as soon as he wow. like as soon as he got killed at like the one guy like got up and left the theater, and I was like, good for you, buddy. But I paid money to watch this so i'm gonna say to the end i, I would have done like <laughs> and i'm gonna hope there's like an like, all right i, I have no, I have no they, more like, interest in where back, they're taking this man. yeah oh, like it like it's I, absurd absurd like just like so jason bad. Bourne, they kill him off and he keeps coming back like, no no he's just dead like you know like and, and i'll go into so there's like pretty much these rockets aimed at this island that he's on and you know he's just kind of like at the end like kneels down and like extends his arms like spreads his arm like, and looks like up Nick to Cage the sky at the end of the rock yeah, at the rock like but except for he's just like taken and just like dies doesn't have a flare telling them this no. don't shoot the rocket and, you know like in the old school james bond like he would like they'd like have that happen have and a then, grappling hook that would like no, hook onto a helicopter they, they and this, be... like like i think there's one like uh with sean connery where a similar thing happens and then they just like cut the scene and then they just show him on like a raft with like the girl and like the helicopter comes like, hey, you guys, we'll pick you up and take you back to the island. He's like, come back in a couple hours and just starts kissing the girl, you know, like, <laughs> you know, that, like that's the kind of like James Bond stuff I want. Like, I don't like don't kill James Bond. What are you thinking? You think like James Bond's been around before this writer was probably even born. Like you think you're going to kill him? You think you're that important that you have to kill James Bond? Get out. Right. Of, get, yeah. Get out of here. Like, oh, that's my rant. Uh, well done, well done. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you spoiled it because that deserved it. Um, all right, Drew, you good to go? Always good to go. Okay, you went silent there, and I, I'm just terrified that you're gonna I, get cut I, off again. No, I've just never. I've only ever. I've seen one Sean Connery Bond, and I, maybe a Pierce Brosnan one. I've never seen a Daniel Craig one. So, oh, jeez. Yeah, so I, I, I literally, I, I, there's a lot of good. Ones. I, I, I can't, I, I can't even, th- I can't even throw something out other than. Uh, I would like, I could watch a uh, Roger Moore or third. a Tim Dalton Bond over and over this. Oh, Timmy D, Timmy D. I would, I'd watch the George Laszlo one 
over this one. I only know that Timmy Dalton, that Tim Dalton played James Bond because of I Love You, Man. Otherwise, I wouldn't even know who the hell you were talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, so, so before we move on, Tori, what would you think of Daniel Craig as James Bond? Uh, he was great. He... Uh, he he benefited from some better writing than Pierce Brosnan did. Like, uh, yeah, there's Pierce. Bro- I thought Pierce Brosnan played a good Bond, but the, the the plots got kind of like more and more extreme and out there and over the top. Um, so this, I felt like this Bond kind of came back down to earth a little bit, and so it was you know those the movies were a bit better because of it. Um, well, that was a little bit my complaint about it was Bond was always like so like smooth and like above the fray and like th- like Daniel Craig was a, a more gritty James Bond. He's a Bond, little grittier I, than your typical, yeah. Which I guess lines up with with the um with the books, I guess supposedly. Yeah, I mean, um but I just I like the whole like suave clean cut Bond yeah. more like like to me, Pierce Brosnan is a much better blonde, a Bond than like a blonde, blue-eyed Daniel Craig. And again, that was the era of like Bourne, yeah. where the, like the fight scenes were like they basically put the camera in the middle of the fight scene and just like wobbled it around to make you feel like you were in the fight. And they did that for James Bond, and I'm like, whoa, 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 back up. Let us look at a third-person point of view. Show us some gadgets, mm-hmm. like. I don't. I don't need to be like attached to James Bond's chest as he's like in this fight scene. Like, it, I, I didn't yeah. like that part of it. Um, but but some of those villains were epic. Like the guy who wanted to steal all the water. Like that was, was very I think that James Bond. Nicholson in that one, Quantum of Solace. Pe- that was a gr- people. I people that hated that movie. Very realistic plot. Like wa- yeah, people water hated in like, some that's... of these parts of the world is scarce and that. that well, was a very even like that. Plot. Even like that one Bond who was like trying to colonize the moon or what, or Moonraker, like the, all that. Sh- like, or no, he was trying to shoot the moon to like throw off the, yeah. the gravitational pull. There, like, there was a lot of quirky Bond villains, and I thought that one fit right in. But anyway, yeah. I'll stop talking about Bond. Um. All right, Drew. So mo- moving on from our WTFs and and our and our list, which I think we nailed, by the way. Um. Great stuff. Yellowstone. Uh, also known as the the Jimmy Chronicles the Jimmy Um, Chronicles uh, season 4 episode 7 the penultimate episode Uh, why don't you break it down for us this was episode 9 bro there's oh, ten. sorry. Yeah, there's yeah. Ten. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> just ten episodes. Yeah, there's ten um, episodes. Yeah, nine and yeah. The man, this was this one. was a disappointing episode all around. Um, yeah. So the only things I'll say is we talked about last week. We talked about how the end of eight didn't make much sense because it's like okay, there's there there these guys are, are gonna you know just rob a diner, get a few wallets, and instead of calling the cops or anything that made sense. Uh, Costner and Rip just go in the back the back door and just start shooting the place up that leads yeah. to a needless murder of a sheriff. And we basically me you and I both were like uh, we I mean we get it like okay this is going to be basically, you know, him screwing himself for governor as a, a con like this is, you know, the way it's his, you know, his way of doing it's gonna things. It's going to be a is, conflict of like do you stand and fight or do you just let the law take over and 
and and right they did right, not follow that at no all. right off the bat in season nine it was like oh this is a this was a pod this was this actually helped him as if you know it, they it saved led to the, lives it, it, this, this oh my god it's like instead of had they not intervened which is like what these guys probably would have just stole the wallets and left yeah. like what why 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 do you think they would have just shot the place up why do you think he saved lives like otherwise yeah. why would why wouldn't they have just shot everybody up and then taken their wallets yeah exactly like, you don't stick people oh, up man. if you're like if you're not gonna kill them like you just shoot them then take the wallets it was it was so dumb and uh like they didn't even when 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 jamie his father and whoever the hell that lady i always forget who she was uh she was like she kid. was the reporter oh yeah yeah like instead of them bringing that up as common sense it was like oh well you'll be progress like they just replayed his speech it's like you'll be progress you'll be this it's like all right well this makes no sense so that's the first thing uh and then and then <laughs> confirmation uh uh, John Dutton did sleep with Coyote, he Coyote did Ugly. Sleep with Coyote Roll Ugly. tie for you, bro. Uh, great stuff. That was confirmed. Rex. I wonder if like, I, w- I wonder if they got they got emails saying, "Hey, can you confirm whether this happened?" And they just like shot that scene after the fact. <laughs> says, let's, let's just throw it in there. Uh, the last she, guy I effed for thirty <coughs> years. <coughs> for thirty years. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's facing life in prison for pushing a cop. Uh, what? Like that. That made that, no sense. Yeah, that, that made no sense. Like, a protester who shoves a cop is facing life in prison. After, but, after, but, but after yeah. she got Yeah, and, and she got clubbed in the head. Like, that just was like, uh, all but, right. this. But yet, the guy who murdered his wife. Jamie's father. A.K.A. Jamie's father, who actually did get life in prison, ended up getting out after 30 years, and is now, like, the main villain of the plot. Like, so the... The protester and the guy who murdered his wife, she's facing life in prison, but he got out after 30 years. He committed yeah. murder. She shoved a cop. And they were going to plead that down. The, and they were going to be – they were like, oh, we'll, we'll get, you down, down, we'll get you down the 30 years. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Uh, so that was oh silly. Oh, my God. Uh, the, the, the best – I mean, the best scene, even though that also – it was also didn't make sense. The best scene was Costner and Patton um, finally having a face-to-face in this diner where yeah that was a good I, scene i it seemed like he didn't realize he had gotten out of jail now maybe he did and like just that was the first time he saw him but like the interaction made it seem like costner saw him and was like how you know didn't realize he was out of jail which i'm pretty sure he probably would have been made aware of that uh and it just was very like when du- du- for someone who usually is able to put things together pretty quickly it seemed like he thought it was a pretty big non-factor that he just suddenly appeared in a diner that he was eating at. Yeah. Uh, but great. I mean, they need, they should be, they should have utilized the back and forth that those two great actors could have had all season instead of, you know, just having him a passing you know, scene. Yeah. Like here and there manipulating Jamie, which, okay, whatever. Uh, and then let's see. And then the, the final icing on the cake was, Costner finds out that Beth was behind the protester doing what she did and now being in jail and then giving Beth this high and mighty speech that, you know, we go after wolves, not sheep. Uh, We shouldn't we don't do collateral damage. And after making this big deal about her and Rip coming to live in the house uh, three days later, maybe you should find another place to live, Uh, which then led to Beth finding walker to sing her a song in the barn to cry um 
What? Didn't they have a little like one night stand? I don't think so. Se- no. Like a few seasons ago, Walker and Beth. No, really? I thought, I thought they did it like very early on. I don't think so. Is that is that real? Uh, we'll have to go back and double check. Uh, Tori, Google that. Did Beth Dutton sleep with Walker? Um, as we're doing this, uh, I didn't think so. But like, just the whole thing—it's like Kevin Costner's high and mighty. Uh, John, well, sorry, John Dutton's high and mighty. Like, oh, uh, no casualties. Just it's like, hey, bro. Every time you try to protect the land, there's casualties, dude. Like, uh, your your son Lee, your son Lee was a casualty, and uh, and what's her name's brother who got shot? That Casey had to kill his brother-in-law. Like everybody, there's 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 all kinds of collateral, all kinds of collateral damage, damage yeah. from what you. And now do. he's gonna like again, yeah, get on his high horse and be like, and and act like there's some kind of chivalry behind everything he does, and it's like, this is out of left field. Like that's just not good writing. Like, no, and, and especially when Beth's doing it all to protect his promise to his father. That she that she's made clear that she doesn't care about the ranch because of all the bad memories that it's given her, and like she just drops everything whenever he asks to do it's. It, it just made really made no sense, and I'm just like, uh, okay, uh, this uh, this like a small blip in episode eight of just bad, and then an entire episode. Which oh wait oh and Casey's like naked in the woods somewhere, like trying to become a wolf. I don't I don't know. Uh, we don't need to get into that. That just yeah, was, made no, yeah. yeah, that made no sense. So we're going into episode 10 and, um, Kevin Costner, or sorry, I keep calling him a, a Costner. John Dutton did tell Beth who the guy in jail was that orchestrated the assassination. Cause she still swears it's Jamie in the, in the preview. She's definitely in a room with this guy, which I'm, I'm assuming she's faking a conjugal and is going to like somehow have snuck a weapon in there and force either kill him or force him to tell her, you know, what he knows or why he did what he did, which will then lead to Jamie. And which I think will then be an end, an, an, the end of the season that will be either rip dying or I, I don't think it, this, this Casey naked in the woods thing makes me think that he's not even going to be involved with the Duttons at the end of this episode. Um, but I, if I had to bet my money, I would say that Rip or Jamie will die in the season four finale. There has to be some, at some there has to be some loss for the Duttons because there hasn't been a loss for the Duttons since um, Lee died in the first episode of the first season. At some point there has to be more collateral damage for them than uh, you know, the, the one rando that, uh, Dutton, uh, you know, stuck it in. <laughs> There's gotta be something. So I, uh, I, I'm going to predict that one of those two, or maybe, maybe Lendl global figures out like the obvious that Beth's behind all this stuff and they somehow find a way that to, you know, threaten to put her in jail or something, something like that. And she has to turn on her father. What do you think, man? What do you? I know we were both. I, yeah, I talked a lot there, and I know you didn't really care for the episode either. Um, what do you? What do you see for the finale of season season ten? Um, no, you did a good job describing it. Um, honestly, I you you said a few episodes ago that Rip's gonna die defending Beth, and then they had that whole scene where Beth was like, "Well," and he's like, "You didn't even ask about me," and she's like, "Well, I know you survive," and he's like, "There's gonna be a day I don't, sweetie. There's gonna be a day I don't." Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and he's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Drew called this. Um, so there's always a bigger bear. Yeah. So I'm I'm 
I think that's going to be the big thing is like Casey's going to be on the verge of death. I, I It makes me wonder why they introduced that girl who likes Casey. I um so I'm I, wondering whatever. if he's going to see if he's going to be on the verge of death and see that girl and then be like why my like Monica like hates the ranch but I love the ranch so why am I with Skyler. her? Skylar. Yeah. Um so I'm wondering what that's going to play out but I mean, let's be honest. I'm just, I just really want to see what happens in the Chronicles of Jimmy at this point. He's yeah. I was gonna say, do you want to give a quick, a quick, uh, a quick Jimmy update since that's your. Yeah, I, I, I purposely so, left him out since that's your thing. So he catches up with um, uh, Travis, who, as you mentioned before, Travis is actually the writer of the whole show, um, and Travis is like, oh yeah, Jimmy looks like they made a cowboy after out of you after all. And he kind of, like, has got the respect of everyone at this point for working at the Sixes Ranch. Um, and he's like, hey, guess what? John Dutton's calling you home. Your contract's up with the Sixes. Calling so, you home. So the little girlfriend he has down there, she's like, you know, you got to ask me to wait for you. And he's like, will you wait for me? And she says yes. And so it basically looks like that his two girlfriends are going to collide. One of oh, them. Yes. One of them loves him for who he is now. One of them loves him for who he thinks he could be much more than what he is. So he's going to have this inner conflict of like, well, I, I, I think I could be so much more. So does that mean I need the girl who thinks I can be so much more? Or do I just need to settle for who I am and settle for the girl? And I don't know. It looks like there's going to be this whole conflict, which is just hilarious because he's just this like no-name loser who – was cooking. A, guy was just cooking meth in his uh, in his camper. Yeah, and just all of a sudden he he gets multiple girlfriends and he's a cowboy and all this stuff, which is pretty funny. Which I I love the character, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I I don't know what's gonna happen with Jamie's dad and Jamie and John Dutton. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but. I yeah, I'm more kind of hooked into what happens with John Dutton and Beth, and then Rip. Uh, like he said, it almost feels like Rip's gonna die, and what's gonna happen there? Um, I don't know. I feel like either Beth or Jane, Beth or Rip has to die in this episode. I don't know that, and that's that could easily be completely wrong, but. Um, I know nothing of this show, but I looked up what you guys told me to look up, and apparently a lot of people had questions about whether Beth uh, slept with Walker. Walker. Yeah, and apparently they think that the Walker Rip situation is going to come to a head. Is that sound like something that might happen? Uh, Not necessarily at this point. It does. I don't think so. Uh, I, I think that maybe I, think, I have not watched an episode. Uh, I just looked up. What maybe you me maybe because but I I don't know because when maybe, Beth, I, maybe I read that wrong because I just went to like five sites and just like maybe well here's the thing fast, so I don't when know. when when Beth was at her lowest point, she went to Walker for him to sing her a song, which maybe that'll like rub Rick uh, rub uh, Rip the wrong way that like hey you went to him to cry and like listen to yeah. the song well in the situation I mean that it that you are reading correctly because uh, Rip's already tried to have him killed twice <laughs> so it's uh, Walker's definitely already on thin ice as it is so 
But I don't know what the big deal would be. Like, if, if Rip killed Walker, would he, like, be subject to the train station? Because, the like, I don't know. Like, they've tried to... Every, every, everybody pretty much wants, wants Walker dead at this point. Yeah, I don't know. That would be kind of interesting if then it was like... I, I don't know. That, they're, they're just weird with that. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where... Like, they need to have a... They really need to have a good episode 10 and they need to have a they need to have a big cliffhanger on the end yeah i'm and the reason why i think some guys some some people are going to start dying on their end is because with some of the spin like they're they're already talking about another spinoff um off of yellowstone so it's like yeah "Ah, like what do you think this goes six seasons like this is i don't think this is going to be a 10 season show no like five maybe six yeah i think there's probably two left so yeah I mean, you got to start killing some people. Eventually, like, John Dutton will either – the way this thing ends, like, either John Dutton dies or everybody else around him dies. Like, there's yeah. – that's it. Like, the, the, there, there's no in-between. That's how it's got to go. Yeah, agreed. All right. Which leads us to – guys, let's, let's, Sir? Pull, let's pull up our things and let's – Let's treat the fans to what they're here. For. Oh wait, where'd it go? That could that could that could that could go in so many directions. Um. All right, I'm ready. Tori, you got it. What do I got? The Witcher. Oh, the Witcher. Oh yeah. Let's. We 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 we're coming in hot. You ready for The Witcher season two? Loud and proud. Yeah. I. I hear you're alive. You're alive. Oh, disappointing. How disappointing. I also, also survived. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. Did I not, Did I not bring, you, bring you some glee, Mr. O? Look at me. I'll burn. All the memories of you. All those lonely miles miles that you ride. ride. Now you'll walk walk with no one by your side. Did you ever even care with your souls and your stupid hair? What? Burn all the memories of you. Ladies and gentlemen, you've all been beautiful, audience. Remember to toss a coin if you can. If anyone needs me, I'll be at the bar. The point of no return. After everything we did, we saw you turn back on me. Or do you yearn? Watch that Watch butcher, that butcher burn. burn. Oh, get it louder. Get it louder. My no words that I've written will ring quite as true as burn. Burn. Butcher burn. Butcher burn. Burn, 
Better than I thought it would. Huh. Beautiful. Burn, butcher, burn. Witcher, Witcher two. What a season. Um, okay, so Hello. Tori watched the first season. Got the what? Did all the yes, video I games. Did. Read read all the books. We all watched season two. Um. So I know Drew. You have a series of questions for Tori. Tori. I do. You are the expert on this. Why don't you give us the, you know, five-minute synopsis on season two, and we'll go from there. Can we can we do my questions first? Or what do you want? Yeah, that's just, what I meant to say. Yeah, let's do the questions first. Let's do the questions sure. first. Sure. Uh, burn them, Drew. Burn. Satori. Yes. Explain to explain to our listeners just exactly what is a Witcher. Oh, uh, boy. So the Witchers are a group of people. Um, there are a lot of, so you start off by becoming a witcher by your parents more or less donating you, just kind of throwing you to care more and where you're, uh, subject to all these hard tests and like, uh, things that are, your, your body is altered. So, and a lot of times the, the kids don't don't survive all the training yeah. and the and now there, they, there's no body and stuff sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt you a bunch of questions side questions okay. and now these children that are donated by the parent they don't necessarily have gifts and that's why they're being donated they're just being donated yeah. and then the witcher witcher school will call it prepares them to see if they can handle the gifts is that yeah i mean they may have shown like a certain you know like a like an inkling, like they have like a little bit of they're in touch with the chaos a little bit. Like you, you okay. see Geralt do like the Axie sign and the Artie sign. You know, the, he does all these signs. You know, like where he does a little. It looks like a little bit of magic. Um, so they have like a little bit of touch with chaos. But anyway, so like once they go through this rigorous like, tw- like torture is how it's described all the time. Like torture of these children and like mutating these children that's why you hear all the people all like all the time refer to witcher as like mutant like they just call Geralt like mutant to his face and so the the training in the in the stuff is made to increase your physical abilities to desensitize you like so witchers are supposed to have like zero feelings whatsoever they're not supposed to be able right. to feel a th- like a, a thing, and so like oh you know I think you hear people bring it up in in the show a couple times. It's brought up in the book a lot more. But it's like oh you you know you're not supposed to feel anything, but you guys do. You're not you know like people almost like antagonizing Geralt is like oh yeah you feel things blah blah blah, but the like the witchers are not supposed to feel anything, um, and their task is to protect humanity from. All the monsters in the world. Um, you see, throughout the first season, um, he goes and hunts different particular monsters. Whether it's like the Striga in the castle, uh, you know, tombs or whatever. Like, 
So he he's just constantly like hunting these monsters, and that's the life of a witcher. You you're pretty once you become once you you know reach your adulthood, go through all the witcher training, blah blah blah. You come to where you just roam the earth. You you're hired to hunt whatever monsters plaguing a particular town. They pay you. You do your job, you get in, get out, and move to the next town where you do the same thing, rinse and repeat ad nauseum. And so now this is a good segue, and I'm sure they've explained this in the season. And that's my problem when I binge. Like, I struggle with like character names, which when in this show, like Jesus, it's like this in Game of Thrones. Like they say a name, and like there's just like dramatic there, pause. There is like, a ton Psh. of characters. Uh, yeah, throughout I'm the like, shit. Should I know? Should I know who that is? Um. What's the deal with the monsters? And I, I, I real, I, it's called a monolith, right? Like, explain this monolith and like these monsters and how oh, this all oh, works. So, like, so the monsters that are coming through the monolith in season two, like, like are these? Is this where all these monsters in season one came from? Like, is this like? No, did no, I miss something that, where all the monsters no, not, of the world were the, trapped the in this? Are, uh, are not monoliths are not the source of monsters. That's not the case. Okay, the monsters exist naturally throughout the world. Um, okay. You know, they're just kind of like any other species except for they terrorize humans. And so the witchers are tasked with... Sounds like Jordan. Yeah, right? Go ahead. <laughs> um, so the witchers are tasked with, you know, killing these monsters that terrorize and threaten humanity. Uh, okay, so explain so, the monolith, so the monolith to me quickly. Um, in this show, or just kind of like big structures, um, and... Whenever Siri, you could tell, has like these extra powers, these otherworldly powers, where she pretty much just screams, and it has such power. Shit happens. Yeah, it says such power. Shit happens. Um, and these monoliths tend to break whenever she screams. Um, you see right. it in Sintra at like the fall of Sintra, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. she screams this monolith explodes uh, as, the se- as the season goes on they find out that whenever that happened it released different monsters that were able to come through um, at the end of season 2 Geralt mentions how like um, the the monolith are kind of portals to different universes slash times yeah. um, and Whenever she broke the monolith, it allowed these monsters to come in from these other universes or whatever. Different yeah, times. or franchises, franchises, and movies where they rip off names and writers. But keep going. Yeah, whatever. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, so so the Witcher books were written in 1986. Um, you know, obviously, what you're referring to is the wraiths. The wraiths, yeah, that were from uh, Lord of the Rings which was written in the 19 whatever 30s or whatever it was. Yeah. Um well well be- well before the 1980s. Yeah, well before the 1980s, but um they're not exactly you I don't want to give away too much. We'll say, we'll say. All right, we don't want no spoilers, but let's review the season. They're not exactly Well, because it's not, you know, he's talking about he's he's talking about what's going to happen in the future. They're not that. exactly Yeah, from the, the books. Like, yeah. They're, they're not exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, All right. So that's the monolith. Um, cause yeah, I was saying, remind me now. So, cause I went to go back, we went to go back and watch season one, but uh, I did. Don't worry. Oh, you did. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, Yennefer, 
did she have to become sterile to become a mage? Yeah, yeah, she did. The answer right? is yes. Okay. The answer is yes. All right, because when I first watched it, I was watching it so quickly. I thought she had to become sterile to not be Quasimodo anymore and become beautiful. Like I thought that's what she was doing, but that um, was for her to become a mage. I think they were it, one in the yes, same. It's kind of the oh. same thing. Um, a lot of being a sorceress is using your magic to gain what you want, and the a lot of like pretty much all the sorceresses uh, use. You know, uh, use the magic to get good looks to allow them to get where they would, things they want. But pretty much, they, so are all are all the are all the female mages sterile? Uh, that's what they'll have you believe. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, all right. I just that was something I, where I'm I just couldn't remember. remember. I don't I was think like... there's any, yeah. I think they're all sterile. I don't think there's any mage that that has uh, any sorceress that has a uh, kid children that we know of. Okay, I'm all trying right, to think of the you. books. I don't think that happened. No. All right, so that that explained that. Um, Law of surprise. Yeah. So I I did I did some half-assed internet research, and I went to the Witcher wiki page, which I, I don't know if that's based off the video game, the books, or whatever it is, but like that seemed to suggest that the law of surprise always has to do with getting a baby, <laughs> just getting some random Negative. kid assigned no, to you. No, no, no. Yeah, give me, give me, give me, give that, me the quick, quick so two minute skinny on the law of surprise. In the couple cases that you see it presented, um, obviously Dooney used the law of surprise to meet, and that ended up landing him with Pavetta. And then you see Geralt use the law of surprise that lands him serious. So pretty much the law of surprise yeah. is like, you know, I do you a favor. Like in a lot, in a lot of these times, it's like a like a Think of like a life debt, you know. In other in other movies and things, you talk see about people be like, "Oh, he, I have a life debt to this guy. Like, I owe my life to him, so I got to do whatever he tells me to do." In this universe, they just say, "Hey, just give me whatever it is you have that you don't know you have." Which, if you reach in your pocket and you're like, "Oh, I have an extra five dollars here," like that would be what you owe him. You know, and, and right, and I think they even allude to that in the first. Uh, season they say hey typically it's like you know you have some extra crops you have a better yield than you ever than you expect and so you get some extra crops or you get you know something insignificant is typically okay the, the thing that comes from it but, it, but it's it, not but always it, somebody's child yeah, but in occasion you 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 get something more you than know, Sonic's, more than Sonic's well, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog swimmers they swam past the goalie yeah Geralt gets a kid. Yeah. So, so, and occasionally you get the uh, the more dramatic thing, which in this case, which could be a kid, um, which happened twice, which is unlikely, but yeah. Okay. All right. So that that made it a little more clear for me because I when I was watching, I'm like, I was like, all right, what does this have to do with? And the fact again, like the wiki page was like, oh yeah, it's almost always a kid. I'm like, all right, well that's weird. I totally missed that whole loss of surprise thing. So it's, it's, uh, I think it might be episode four in season one whenever Dooney goes to the palace and Kalant's there. And then that's when Pavetta, like, yells and, like, almost brings down the whole palace. We were talking about, we were talking about it earlier, Jo. It's when the the hedgehog shows up and Geralt ends up saving him. And then, yeah, that's, 
it's like yeah just give me he's like i i owe you sir what do you want and he goes just give me instead of naming a price he goes law of surprise which means to them whatever he doesn't know he has that he finds out well, about becomes Geralt's the thing is reward. that's what dooney said to uh pavetta's pavetta's dad. father yeah, yeah. so so whenever Dooney did it, it was like, okay, you ended up with Pavetta. And Geralt's just like, all right, you did it, so I'll just say what, whatever. Law of surprise. This like, is confusing me. Like expecting the law of surprise to yield something non-significant. And that's why, what like, so in this scene, Geralt is like, just tell me, you know, give me the law of surprise. Whatever you think, whatever you own that you don't know you own, that's what I get. And Dooney's like absolutely because you know that he just did, and then and so Dooney, D- Dooney, I guess, and Sorilla's uh, uh, or Siri's mom, Pavetta. yeah, Pavetta. They, I, I guess they they had been secretly yes. getting it on then, yeah. right? And yeah. So she was yeah, pregnant, yeah. like pukes on the floor, and yeah. like, and that's whenever everyone like looks at Gerald and he just goes, "Fuck, fuck." <laughs> I love, I love these. I, I love like I, a, like a I, classic <laughs> Geralt line. Like yeah, I love these. I love these shows based games. in like the old days. Yeah, I love how these old these shows that are based in like olden times and they're just dropping like f bombs like crazy. Yeah, like, right. Nice. I'm like yes, yes. I love like, it. I forget what I uh. what, uh, so, oh God, what did someone say to? Someone said something to Jennifer, and she said she's like. Hey, look! It's and she Jennifer cuts her off and is like fuckhead, <laughs> and I just like started cracking up. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah, just. Oh, uh, was that? Oh, uh, was that the? Um... She called. She called... Uh, was that? Was that? Was that the ball guy? The ball guy who's trying? That's uh, the ma- trying the head of the head of the mages. Maybe. Who got in her head? Who put the spell on her and like was trying to like steal her brain, like her memories? Dragobor. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. God, kudos to you for knowing that name. Um, all right, so that's Law of Surprise. And the last thing, and then this is a segue into the season. Um, what the hell was going on? You know what? Let's talk about the season because my, my question was what was going on in the basement of that uh, Elvish uh, Elvish temple. So get, let's, let's, we can talk about that as we kind of get so into season two. The interesting part about that is like uh, – so for the first two seasons, especially season one, like – Okay, my timeline for this this thing is I played the game, Witcher Three, which is called The Wild Hunt. Um, then I watched season one. Then I read all the books and watched season two after that. How many books are there? There's eight. So it's it's Jesus. How long are they? About th- anywhere between three hundred and I think the longest one is like five hundred pages. All right, so it's not like a th- like a Lord of the Rings where they're like two thousand pages. Lord of the Rings is not two thousand pages. Either way, I, I know I'm exaggerating, but uh, it's much. This is actually much more reading than Lord of the Rings. But um, so this, uh, it's set up weird that the first two books are all short stories, kind of like telling you about the Witcher lifestyle. Because whenever this was first written, it was written as a short story that was like published in some sci-fi journal um and so it was the first two books are just like these collection of the short stories that were written and then the books three through seven are like the main narrative which is kind of what we're getting into now the first so whenever i read the first book i was surprised how close the first season stuck to the narrative um 
So whenever I watched the thing under the tree, it was kind of surprising because the this uh, what do they call her? The deathless mother. Yeah. It's not in the books at all. Like so Really? Yeah, so like all these Such other things a huge character. So like all these other things where uh the first season where they had like the guy who changed into a dragon, that's in the books. Uh all, all these other like the striga underneath the castle, that's in the books. Like all these other things were like very like true to the books. And this was not so it was a little like it took me a little bit to like figure that out because i'm like racking my brain being like i don't remember this at all yeah oh interesting um but pretty much so they go underneath uh the this i think it was azatora the mad this like magical place where they're under the tree and they talk to this deathless mother and you see fringilla talk to her and it says she wants to be like the leader of you know the kingdom and the lady's like all right you got to bring the elves like to do that you got to bring the elves uh, you know unite them with the men and fragile like okay and then they she talked the deathless mother talks to francesca the elf lady and she uh, francesca's like i want to bear a kid and the deathless mother's like all right but you have to like team up with men and have men yeah live with, live men, with yeah. men and she's like okay i'll figure that out and then to Yennefer's point like Yennefer wants to get her chaos back and be able to use magic again and uh, the, the deathless mother's like hey you gotta bring me this kid of elven background and Yennefer originally says no and so she denies the deathless mother uh, like whenever she's down there and then uh, after her meeting uh, Yaskier, which kind of pisses me off that that's his name in the in the show is Yaskier, because in the book <laughs> his name is Dandelion, and the sh- <laughs> and the show writer is like, oh, I was too feminine or something, some stupid shit. I'm like, he's Dandelion, call him Dandelion, but they call him <laughs> Yaskier in this in the book, whatever. Um, in the show, you yeah, mean? Yeah, in the show. Um, so. Yennefer went with him, and then, you know, because tr- Yaskier got arrested, whatever. She goes to help, blah, blah, blah. Things ensue. Yennefer gets arrested, and to get herself out of that, she calls on the Deathless Mother. Deathless Mother. And so, at that point, she talks to Deathless Mother. is like, hey, I'll get you this kid you're asking about, blah, blah, blah. Turns out the kid is Siri. She realizes that, um, Siri, you know, if she does something to Siri, she's going to lose her relationship with Geralt, which she really wants. Um, and so that's the point where in episode seven, Geralt has the, his sword to her throat and, like, makes her say whatever incantation that gets the, uh, Alvin kid killed to kind of free get Siri off the hook, if you will. Um, and so in episode eight, and so episode so the Alvin kid getting killed frees the Deathless Mother that then takes over Siri. And then episode eight is when they have that big fight and they're able to free Siri from the Deathless Mother for good. I gotta say. 
I was very, it was hard for me to follow this plot. Uh, there, there's a lot of ins, a lot of outs, to quote the Lebowski. Yeah. Um, Can I give it a try? And everything you just said did not clear it up for me whatsoever. Let me let me try. Let me see. Let me let me let me see if I can I can put this into uh, layman's terms since I'm I'm a layman. Okay. And Corey, Tor, Tor, you you stop me if I'm wrong in any of this. So I'm not really drunk, Drew, but we'll we'll see where we can go. So Geralt and Siri are now connected forever and ever because of the law of surprise. Yes. Uh, they they it starts out they search the battle battlefield for Jennifer. Everybody thinks she's dead. They head out to the Witcher home where they hibernate Morin. for the winter. Vera Morin. That's where witchers are I told brought up all that stuff. Right, and that's like during their holiday or whatever, which is the winter when they're not hunting. Like they get a time, they get like time off, right, from killing monsters yes. to like rejuvenate. What, right? I didn't, yeah. what I didn't understand, if he's Geralt of Rivia, why wasn't that Rivia? Because that's that's where he's born. That's like yeah, him as so a child. Like, then he. All the witchers are made here. You don't have to answer that question. Keep going. (laughs) Um, All right. So while they're there, he's basically training Ciri just to fight to defend herself while she – because she's eventually going to be accompanying him on his missions because he's still a witcher. And guy still got to get his bread, right? Got to make some money killing some monsters. I think you mean he needs to earn a coin. Yeah, and uh, in the meantime, she starts to show some some skills. She bleeds on the ground. There's some flowers that grow, and this other she gets random her flowers. Me- this other random, yeah, yeah. Look at the flowers. Look at the flowers. This other uh, random. I meant, I meant the whole like you know, give her her flowers. Oh, gotcha. That worked too. Um, and then this other random maid shows up. That doesn't mention Yennefer at all to Geralt, but she shows up. All right, and I her and carry this for like two minutes. Yeah, I gotcha. Her and the Witcher Maker, the guy who makes the Witchers, realize that Siri is she has elder blood in her, which I guess is from the elves because the elves were the first beings, and it's it, 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 it her blood may be able to help them create more Witchers, uh, which then starts like that kind of starts the path of oh well, Siri's special. She's even more special than we thought she was. Right. Right. Uh, Yennefer realizes she doesn't have. She's captured by uh, whatever. The, uh, Maybe the, uh, this will be easier if I can say the things that I thought. Well, I'm just saying. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Yennefer, so Yenne- much. Yennefer's captured by the last surviving. None of this is going to make any sense to anybody. I'm just trying to recap the season. Fuck you, Jordan. <laughs> what do you got? Go ahead. What do you have? Loser. Uh, Jesus. Right. So here, here's here's what I'm. Here's Kill them I'm... damn babies. It's, um, uh, what's, what's the, uh, mage's name who's with the elves? Who no, does uh, the stabbing in the eye. Fraggle Rock? Isn't that something with an F? <laughs> Frangelica? Fra- Frangilla. Yeah, Frangilla. Okay, so, what, so, uh, okay, the battle at the end of season one was who versus who? Nilfgaard versus the mages. The mages all te- the ma- mages all teamed right. up. And Nilfgaard, yeah. Nilfgaard is the men. As the Battle of Sodden Hill. Yes, and the, that's Nil- the Nilfgaard, men, right? Yeah, the men. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's yeah, humans. Yeah. Yeah, the humans. So it's humans versus the mages. Uh, yeah. Yes. And then that's that's when Siri like screams. Well, the ma- the ma- yeah yeah the mages aren't. The, like they're not waging war with the mages. The mages just showed up to protect Sodern because then Nilfgaard would have invaded yeah. so, the, so, would have won the contest. Is the elves. Um, 
Yeah. Well, Sodden is the elves? No, Sodden was just where they had the battle. So, Sodden Hill is just where the battle was. Uh, who is yeah. the, so, who so is the battle Nilf, between? Which Nilfgaard two groups? Nilfgaard and Redania are the two, like, warring nations. Um, so and Sintra was a Sintra part of Redania, right? Sintra is another nation that's kind of, like, in the middle of the two kingdoms. Um, and so... And so it's all humans that the battles are between. Yes, the the, ba- yes. the battles are all humans, and in that particular case, the mages, mages are like their own entity that like hops in yeah. to try and like protect order, if you will. You know, protect humans, protect order, and in that situation, they sided so- against Nilfgaard. Okay, so mages now, are the dales of this uh okay this so universe. now so now they have the elves and the elves are being mistreated and frangilla is trying to protect the elves but then the elves get too too big for their britches and they're like oh we need we need to like have more power and that's when she okay so so this is where i get hazy so the humans are against the elves uh, there, there's a lot but of the, like, but the racial, elves yeah like where the human race and the right there's like racial are, undertones are but the of, but yeah. the elves are still part of the same nation as the humans so the human race and the elven race kind of butt heads always um Nilfgaard is which we're gonna Nilfgaard we're gonna learn about trying... in this prequel right Tori what's up I said which we're gonna I guess learn about in this prequel that they teased at the end of the season two the blood origins right uh, a little bit, I'm sure. Um, but but okay. so, uh, Nilfgaard is trying to offer the elves like, hey, you could come be over here and be safe, you know, as like their way of trying to like boost their kingdom. Yeah, but then they treat him poorly. Yes. Okay, and so. The elves are like the lowest on the food chain, so they're trying to join Nilfgaard against whoever they lost to in season one. And so, but the elves are now trying to increase their standing, which Nilf- Nilfgaard's trying to stiff arm them. And who does Frangilla stab in the eye? Humans. Humans. Yes. Yeah. Humans. No, why does she? Why does she do that? Because they were they were basically gonna have her killed. Yeah. And blame and blame everything on her to the white flame. What what were they gonna what were they gonna blame on her? Their failure. Um, that they didn't get the what, girl. They didn't get the girl. They didn't get Siri. Yeah. And they lost at Sodden. So Jordan, uh, did, you, did you catch who the emperor of uh, Nilfgaard was at the end of season two? Is that the is that Siri's that dad? Siri's dad. Now Sonic. Uh yeah, uh, Dooney. Um. So what? Okay, so again, where did he come from, and what's the big deal? So, I'll go into the books a little bit to kind of explain this. So they kind of skip over this in the show, haven't addressed it yet. Um, they they mentioned it in passing, but it really wasn't fully addressed. So Siri's parents during her lifetime, um, there was they go out on a boat for whatever reason and. There was like a huge storm that comes up, and they're supposedly killed at sea. And Siri never see, you know. So is this the plot of Frozen? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> let it go, let it so, go. Uh, Siri's parents are killed at sea. Um, 
And that's why she's being raised by Kalanth. And so you never see them again. Um, and the reveal that Dooney is this emperor. Now he takes another name and goes by Asir. I forget. Ah, oh God, I forget the exact last name. And I'll. But is he not the White Flame? Yeah, well, I think he is. But it, it's a uh, Asir is the emperor of Nilfgaard, but he doesn't go by Dooney anymore. So like he, you don't know that during this whole time during the books, and so. A seer being Dooney doesn't get revealed till much, much later in the books, which is why I was surprised it was revealed at this point in the uh, TV show. But it kind of, exp- I mean, not, once you know it, it explains so much. And the, and the books is kind of portrayed like, okay, he want, oh God, in the books, he tries to marry a fake Siri, spoiler alert, to, like get his claim over Sintra and he just tries to play it as like a political thing like oh I just want to rule Sintra just because I want power just you know because he's the emperor but then later it's like okay I'm really trying to do this to try and get the real Siri because he's her dad and so, like, I was surprised that they revealed him and she has the warrior gene or whatever uh, the elder control everything um well, she has elder blood, but then they they have that uh, gene in there that's mistranslated as warrior. Yeah, um, that, a secret weapon or whatever so, it was. I I believe they mentioned that, and they call it Laura Doran, which was the name of this ancestor of hers. Her name was Laura Doran, and it was prophesied that from her bloodline would come whatever this great person who could either save the world or destroy it and that's you know Siri has been hidden you know because she has this blood and that's why these nations are after her that's why she sees the wraiths the wraiths are after her and that's why all these people are after her is because she has this elder blood in her I have the power. Pretty sure I dated a Laura Doran. Um. Schwing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right, last last question before we give our last thoughts here on the season. Um, when the other mage who goes to uh, Witcherland, when she takes Ciri into like those flashbacks, yes. Who who is the who is the I guess the elf giving birth to before she as she's dying? I I was thinking that was kind of um, Nagalus to the uh, Francesca giving birth. I thought I, I kind of I thought that might have been where that was going. Um, Who's Francesca? Is the elf lady that got pregnant? That oh, oh 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 oh. I thought I thought oh. that was kind of like you know how like a foreshadowing yeah thing. like how Francesca had the baby and like it ended up dying and so like you know they show the elf woman who was pregnant and like the baby was kind of dying in her womb and then Tris tries to help and yeah 
I kind of thought that was kind of reference. Well, the baby, the baby. I didn't think the baby. She already had had the baby. Like the the mother was dying. In real life, yeah. In real life, yes. but I, I, not in the books. But not in the books, though. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I was trying, I was okay. trying to remember. Like, I don't remember this particular interaction in the books. All right. Well, because I thought um, it was like, all right, this this elf, like this elf had a baby, and somewhere down so, the line, yeah. one of the like someone of royalty in Citra, like basically took the baby and raised it as their own and then that now bloodline has now continued in Citra which is how Siri is where she is like that's what I thought maybe it was doing but I wasn't it, sure it could, it, it could have been alluding to that but I, I was trying to remember back to the books and I didn't remember anything particularly about like Siri having this dream or Triss could see it um, the main dream that Siri tends to have is about this Writer with a uh, black feathers on his helmet, which if you go back and look at Kahir in season one, they kind of they, you could see him whenever Sidra falls and he's chasing Siri and he's got the helmet with uh, the black feathers. Mm-hmm. And so that's the main dream that Siri keeps coming back to throughout the books is this dream of Kahir chasing her, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so for the, like this other dreams, I, maybe I'm not remembering it a hundred percent, but I feel like that's just kind of like for the show. Like, I felt like this, I felt like this season strayed more from the books than the first season, because the first season was kind of just like setting, you know, setting the table for all this stuff. Um, they, you know, a lot, they were able to stick to these individual stories a little bit more that were from the first two books. Like I said, the first two books were like the individual short stories. I felt like they translated to episodes pretty well. So the first season was able to just do that and like set the table. And now to do this, they said they're good. They plan to have seven seasons of this show. So I, fe- seven. I feel like for the, for the story arc, they've kind of started to stray a little bit exactly from what's on in the book um so we'll see if they next season if they plan to stray further or maybe come back closer to the book um i hope they stick close to the book because there's there's a lot of really interesting good characters that are have yet to be uh Yet to be revealed. This season finally got around to Dijkstra, which which I interested to see how they flesh out his character because he is really interesting in the book. Uh, there's just a lot of interesting characters in the book that haven't even made their way to the screen yet through two seasons that are like Pit- wait, who's Dijkstra again? Dijkstra is the bald guy with the beard who has the owl, who's kind of who's oh kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah, the yeah interrogator. And another thing, another gotcha. thing about the books that really they started to do this season with the show is like the circles that everyone runs with kind of overlap like they all have a more civil relationship than the show so far has kind of hinted at where they have conversations and hang out with these people like I saw Fringilla talk to the one uh, 
the one black mage that's bald with the beard. Her uncle. Yeah. And so you saw them kind of have a conversation even after, like, the Battle of Sodden Hill. And it's like, these people kind of, like, ran in the same circles, if you will. And they're not kind of like, it's not, like, so divided, like, black and white. Like, this people were over here and these people were over here. It's it's kind of gray the way they run, you know, in the same circles. So I'm hoping this show kind of touches on that. And kind of see huh, you okay. see more of the relationships that these people actually have with each other because it's really interesting. It kind of makes you wonder who's on what side. So I'm hoping the show kind of gets to that. Gotcha. Um, all right, my quick thoughts on this. I I I really enjoyed it. I probably gave it a seven out of ten. Um, rating it. I I thought they. Yeah, you know, a lot of these shows now, episode nine or well, the whatever you call the episode before the finale starts with the P. I always forget. Um, I thought they did a great like that's always like the bloody carnage one. Jo, to your point, uh, the scene where Frangella uh, freezes all those dudes at the table and just one by one starts like stabbing them and brutally like killing them uh, yeah, was, that was crazy. That, that was aw- <laughs> that that was so awesome. Yeah. just like slow-mo like stabbing that guy and like they came and oh my god it was just chilling i was like oh my god oh my god oh it's happening just in the most like brutal ways which i can only imagine how like the pain was supposed to be for them as they were like frozen and couldn't do anything um and then you have obviously you know the uh the elvish the first pure elvish baby born uh getting slaughtered in her in her sleep uh, followed by the elf, the elf queen, then just casting this like spell on all the human babies, and then snapping her fingers, and just silence, and they all die. Uh, just oh my god, just badass yeah. all around of how that of how that went down. Uh, but the only, my only complaints on the season were they had this huge build up for the deathless mother, and it only took what like seven minutes for a couple of witchers to get rid of her uh, and, and and you know i i thought that was like i was like oh right, we're not building up for this uh motherless death to be like this big bad guy for a couple seasons um i would have preferred that to end with her staying in siri and then them having to fight her in like season three <laughs> or her or her taking uh oh maybe i p- poked at something um or her staying in yennefer and that having to be something there just because of the, the buildup that they had yeah, with her with those I, three. I just yeah. really excited for the character arc of Siri throughout this show. I, Ooh, I, oh, my uh, God. Nice. She has such an amazing character arc. And I, 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 yeah, and they have a good actress. I, I don't like – I, I think they yeah, casted Freya her Island. well. She's, she's yeah, done she, really well. Yeah, she's good. Um, And that was – I think that's – I think that was really my only like kind of my nit my nitpick. I was like, oh, it's eight minutes. That's that's where we are. Uh, that's cool. Sonic's back. Uh, you know, we'll play that out in season three. What what happened to him and why he uh, he faked ever he faked the death on the water and all this nonsense. Well, I I imagine I, it's just it's just amazing that they revealed who he is this early. Like I so soon. Like yeah. I. I I knew that was coming. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I guess at some point you have to, like, when you keep talking about the White Flame, I guess, I mean, you, you have know, to introduce you know, these characters because like, some people might lose interest. 
Yeah, yeah. I, my thing is like seven seasons show. I'm trying to think where which book it took place in. Like it was like maybe like maybe the fifth or sixth novel. Like where it, like like it was not early. It was like down the road gotcha. where they finally were like, hey, this is this is this guy. Gotcha. Um, and the man, and then we which still was revealed was much, much more po- poignant. If you, I, I don't know, like it, it carried a lot more gotcha. weight. Okay, um, and I guess really the only uh, the only only person we don't know who who is who they are yet is uh, whoever the hell the flame mage uh, with the burn face was talking to that was the employer of the uh, I don't know who the hell she was but she drank uh, series blood and uh, became uh, Har- and became Harvey Dent which was awesome yeah. <laughs> uh, that was fantastic so I guess that's the only person we're still kind of waiting on to be revealed as to who that yeah, is but, the, uh, I'm trying to like that situation did not play out in the books like that like it did it did not i don't remember a situation like that in the books and i think this might is that is that fire guy in the books I, the fire mage maybe it it, it depends who they're i i gotta look up as trying name. to make him be yeah, it depends who they're trying to make him be and like gotcha so, there, there's so much where i'm like that's you know and all and you know usually Usually with the show, like any show or movie that comes from a book, I'm like, okay, they got like they have to make like concessions and change things up to make it suitable for the screen. Like I understand that, but the way they stuck so faithfully to the books in the first season, kind and and, and after reading the books, I was like, they could probably like stick to this exact story and not have to change much. And just so whenever I see something that's different from the books, it kind of catches me off guard. I'm like, wait a second. And I think this is a situation where I'm, it's not exactly where it it doesn't line up exactly with something in the books. Yeah. All right. Listen, I've been listening, I've been trying to piece it together. You still don't get it. And I just want to say that nobody's going to be able to get any of this. <laughs> it's, it's been a rambling uh, synopsis. Nobody still gets it. It's okay. I'm just trying to answer questions that as they're presented to me. I just want to say that uh, the, the, the biggest takeaway from this season is that I learned a new word called horson. Uh, horson is used and, throughout this books it's a great word and that i will be using that instead of ca- in the place of cowards moving forward on this yes. podcast horson yes, horson these damn horsons um you're gonna it, love Yolton Zigrin. he's awesome in conclusion it's a good show you should watch it it's yes. fun um it's it's someone said it's lord of the rings meets game of thrones and that's fair. basically that's what fair. we're looking at. Um, but I'm going to... Uh, parting thoughts, and let's put a fork in it and finish it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for season three to see... Uh, to How many see years they... are going to take to get season three? I mean, it's got to be at least a year and a half, you got to imagine. They're going to start filming in early 2022, so... 
You're... So either end of 2022 or early 2023, yeah. probably. I, I would say end of. Tw- I bet you December 2023 is when you see it. Oh wow! Okay. And they got Blood Blood Origin, the prequel coming out, which I, I don't think they had a date there for that. But uh, I mean, that'll probably that's why I'm, that's why I'm thinking that'll be the filler of late 2022, early 2023. All right, Tori, any parting parting thoughts? Uh, my one minute synopsis. Uh, Siri is of elder blood. She's destined to either save the world or destroy it. Uh, Geralt's supposed to lead her to her destiny. All these other people are trying to use her for their own good. Yep, and it's all these different parties conflicting. Sounds like Anakin Skywalker, eh? Right? Get this girl who who could save the world. Yep. Yep. So so that's that's your uh, quick synopsis. You said you were a little bit confused. That's more or less where everything's leading. Well, I get that. Yeah, it's just it's just like I'm watching people and I'm like and you know, I it, think they're on the same side, but they're kind of You know, conflicted. you know what? It's kind of supposed to be like that. Where it's like where well, who right. who's on this side? Who's on the right side? Who's on the wrong side? Is there a right side? Is there a wrong side? That's kind of like how it's supposed to be. So, if you're a little bit confused, there's only one that's side. Probably where you should be. There's only one side that matters. Toss a coin to your witcher. Oh, valley valley of plenty. Oh, valley of plenty. Of plenty. Uh, The bard bard is worth the watch. I feel like Toss a Coin is like my happy mood song. And like a burn witcher born is like my sad mood song. (laughs) Your sword and your stupid hair. So good. So good. Ah. Hold on. I sorry, I tried to click on horse on. <laughs> you played you played an ad. It's been a long time Wait. Um fast forwarding. The bard in the jail. Look, the songs are the, what makes it, oh alright? Oh my god. He's so good. That was great. He really is. Yeah, he's the comedic. He like, why didn't they have Ryan Reynolds play him, Drew? He would have been awesome. Suck as this me guy. up and throw away the key. With all the uh, all the, the all the, the mice, quips. he's trying to get the mice to sing. Oh, it's so good. Saying, uh, uh, yeah, uh, you're too. That man, what a casting! What if right there? I don't know. I, I I'm loving the way he's executing this. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. All right, all right. I'm, let's we're putting a fork in that. That was the most meandering discussion of a show we've ever had. But it's a meandering show. Yeah, so this, it, this it percent is really hitting. I'm not gonna lie. It literally, it literally took us five hours to get to it. <laughs> and you know what? Let's hope it doesn't cut uh, off this last thirty seconds. All right. On that note, Drew, good talk to you out there. Never nervous. Never nervous. Sit down. Pull you that first round You got an open count Toss it out Everybody's cold right now Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talking about anything that makes you get loud